I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Must I say it again? I said it before. Move out the way when I'm coming through the door. Me, heavy, as light as a rock. Guys watch, even some of the girls clock. Step back, it ain't that type of party. No reply if you ain't somebody. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in the house on a Monday night. Yes. Love and Hip Hop Hollywood reunion Monday night. Part uh, one. Part one? Yeah. So. Everything divided up. Harry Potter started a trend. Harry Potter was like, I'm splitting everything. Then um, those Hunger Games was like, I split. And Love and Hip Hop is like, we'll give you 14 hours too. Mm-hmm. It's all related, all part of the conspiracy. But uh it's 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 fun to be here. Um and that's how you know we love you guys, and that's how you know we love our guests because mm-hmm. I could be watching that shit right now. Um <laughs> but we chose to work uh because this is what you guys earned. Yes. And we brought on somebody who I've interviewed on uh Medium Talk mm-hmm. before. Um and uh you might know her from Twib. She's she's called into Twib whenever they've had questions about legal stuff sometimes or just general uh to add to the fuckery sometimes mm-hmm. i've interviewed her too sir I, uh wh- what? What, what are you gonna were you gonna just bring it up or are you just gonna let me bring it up or <laughs> you know, i had a whole spill but oh know. sorry i ain't no, it's cool. i didn't realize you had a whole speech prepared no it's cool go ahead uh i'm yeah. sorry I, I didn't i didn't read the writer my bad she's also been on lip smacking good thank you uh for those that in case you forgot um and uh you know uh also you know you can follow on twitter uh, i think her twitter handle now is fem underscore esq esq like esquire mm-hmm. um and uh you know you might want to also check out her uh website lesbian wedding style guide.com that's right it's olivia what's going on Liv? hey how are you good good you're doing great um i'm here and i'm drinking pink champagne and would you like to know why why because it is my 32nd birthday today congratulations happy birthday you are i believe the second person in two weeks to come on the show and have on your birthday i think mel did it from um from uh uh don't mess with terrible terrible good and terrible i know he was like oh wait a minute yeah i was i was stretching for a second Man, we have so many people on the show. And now, <laughs> and now you, you've done it. Um, so first of all, happy birthday. Happy birthday. She made me want to go get a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, I have pink champagne. And if I run out, I have a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? A party ain't a party till uh, somebody's getting drunk. So that's hey. what's up. Um, I'm glad you can make it and I'm glad that you will spend your birthday with us. You I know. know, right? You could have been anywhere else. Totally would have understood if you had been like, fuck this, you know, but I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. You guys are frequently company on a Monday evening when I'm cooking or something else. So it's, it's just a real honor to be on the show. Thank you so much for the invitation. No doubt, man. No problem. Can you tell us about lesbian, uh, style? Wait, hold on. Let me get the words right. Cause I was about to fuck it up. Lesbian wedding style yeah, lesbianweddingstyleguide.com is a site I started because um, I got engaged in May. Congratulations. Thank you. And we're getting married next June, June 2015. And um, I just thought, you know, as I'm completely obsessed with wedding planning at the moment, why not try to kind of increase some visibility um, for the community that I'm part of? And especially I'm trying to put a lot of like 
gay couples who are either just different from what you would see in the mainstream, although there's not that many that you see in the mainstream. Ellen and Portia are really starting to look like the same person, so I don't know that they count as a couple anymore. <laughs> Portia cut her hair into that horrible scandal bob, and now she slicks it back, and it looks just like Ellen's hair. It's a yeah, problem. it does look bad, man. I, 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 blow, I did not like her hair. I guess it was for the character and trying to do like some Hillary Clinton-esque type stuff, but no. I, it, it didn't do anything no. for me. When that woman's hair is on fleek, mm-hmm. Karen. <laughs> That's my word of the day. On fleek. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, do you remember her in Ally McBeal, that hair? Mm-hmm. It's stunning. It's this beautiful mm-hmm. mane of hair. And I'm just yes. like, really? There's like, they're running thinning scissors through that. They're going to like tame that greatness. Why would you do that? It's horrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, who can, who can tell? But this thing where people become twins. Um, when women are together for a long time, this happens. It's not, it's not a cute look and we need to stop it. And so (laughs) (laughs) to, um, to help everybody kind of see, especially because so much stuff with same sex marriage is happening this year since I started the site, which I did not plan. Obviously it's been crazy. People in Montana getting married and Mississippi and Florida and stuff and North Carolina. Congratulations. So, um, I was just like, well, let's put on some hot women and some alternative ideas for wedding attire for people who like to wear suits or people who like to wear jeans or people who like to do cool other stuff because there's this like real big push toward visibility of same sex marriage right now. So I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's do some more stuff. Let's make a place where people can go and feel like their wedding is the most important one and not that thing people remember like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, you guys can get married now. <laughs> so, well, right. uh, by the way, in the chat is, uh, oh my gosh, the, new, the new haircut version. No. Uh, I'll put the old haircut, but, but version in a second. Um, now, like, have you run into any, like, roadblocks dealing with, um, you know, trying to get, you know, different stuff? Because I feel like planning a wedding is hard. Yes. Period. You know, like, it's already kind of sucks and, uh, I know we talked with our friend, uh, Mike Felder in the bleachers, uh, who is a house husband, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he's about to get married and he was saying that he has a difficult time planning stuff because, uh, cause he's basically planning the wedding and he's like, you know, nobody takes a lot me. of them don't take me serious. Right. You know, like a guy. Okay. So when's your Reverse wife, when's your, when's your fiance going to come in and then we'll like talk to her he about like, it. No, I'm making the arrangements. They're looking at, uh, I probably asked him, are you gay? No, I'm not gay. I, right. I have a woman and I'm making the arrangements. And then with, um, you know, like we always cover articles where it's like, this flower shop will not serve two women who want to get married because they're super duper Christian. Have you run into anything like that? You know, um, it's just a blessing to be in Chicago. The thing I run into these is the opposite, um, where people are way too excited to tell us about all their gay friends (laughs) and every gay family member they've ever had and how, okay. I called a hotel to see if we could book a block Mm. of rooms. I said it was our wedding. She asked me who the other party was. And I mentioned my fiance's name. And since her name is Giovanna, that's a very girl name. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Corey or Jamie or something. It could be either way. Um, and she just started saying, you know, I'm just so glad that this stupid anti-marriage stuff has been overruled. And the fact that we don't have a marriage ban and the fact that you all can get married. I mean, like, I just thought it was so dumb. And I just want to let you know. That like I've been on your side for years and I just think that it would be great. Oh, by the way, we don't have a hotel block. We have a convention that weekend. Anyway, mm. if we, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this conversation. 
conversation is over. But you right. Need, but you need to understand how much I'm in your corner. Can you invite me to the wedding just so I can show I my support? support. Right. I will actually leave the hotel because uh, I know we have people there, but I don't care. I will leave to show up at your wedding in solidarity. Yeah. I'm like, you're very serious on this. Okay. But, you know, um, since Giovanna, many of her family are Kojic, and we all know how Kojics feel about the gays now. Mm. Because they are delivered. Right, right. <laughs> we thought we might get away with maybe um, saving some money on some of that food. Ah. But they I are never on thought about board. That. They are on board. They are very excited. And they would be there. They're going to be there 110% with bells on. They're like, oh, you buying? Oh, we're going to the nice place. <laughs> we are there. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, open bar is the cure that brings a family together. <laughs> yes, right? it does. <laughs> It's like right before that, they're just like, you know what? I'm tired of people just living in sin. Okay. Ah! If the Lord wanted them that way, why can't they have children? Oh, open bar. Free drinks. <laughs> well, I will be there at, I will be there early. You yes. Know? So, um, yeah, both of our families do like to drink. So that does help, um, to a point. Right. To a point. We hope that nobody likes to drink so much that, you know, people, white folks start getting a little, you know. Oh, uh, well, you know, it's a wedding. I feel like, <laughs> If you're black at an interracial wedding, you're just going to have to get used to some uncomfortable shit because some, somebody's going to always do something that's a little uncomfortable. You just hope it doesn't get too far. Like, I know when I went to my brother's wedding, some lady grabbed my beard. Which, <laughs> oh, I heard all about that. Totally, totally. I think you said Twitter ablaze with that. Yeah, it totally just, uh, I, I felt like, uh, I felt shamed. You know, like it was well, shame. Why? Because like you were asking fault. for it, right? A lot of people told me I was asking for it with my. I beard. mean, they're not wrong, right? Apparently, <laughs> you know, I, I should have never came forward. I, I just did it for the publicity, but yeah, right. Um, yeah, so did you so, call a Rolling Stone yet? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They blamed it on me too for telling them. Oh, um, they ain't shit. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So they were like, uh, so you know, I, I, you know, I, I think that's just part of the, you know, what's gonna happen. Uh, so, you know, you have some awkward soul train line dancing or something, but it'll be all right. We taught everybody how to do the wobble. Um, a bunch of white folks in Chicago had to do the wobble on Saturday at my birthday party here at the house. See? So we like moved the furniture and like taught them what they were doing. And, um, they were, they were like, listen, we understand that we're going to a black wedding and we will need to be doing some dances. Please teach us these dances. <laughs> mm, see, prepare. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to teach on the spot, which was pretty cool. Cause, uh, she caught on quick, but at first she was like, um, left, right. Oh, oh, what, 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 what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, yeah. The stereotypes are true. Um, but <laughs> many of my friends are, are theater people. So they've already sort of had the, um, humiliation ability sort of beat out of them. They don't have that anymore. So because they can't be embarrassed, it doesn't matter how bad they are. They're like, yeah, we're terrible at dancing. Let's do this. Now, what about like what exactly on lesbian wedding style guide? Uh, like what is it that makes it different from your average like wedding style blog, or is it just the same? And that's the point. Well, part of, I think partially it's the same, and and partially that's the point. But I do like to focus on um, featuring real people and people with small businesses. Mm. So um, there are some people who um, one's name's Alana and she and I are Twitter buddies. And um, she is based out of Toronto. She runs a nail art company called canvas lacquer. Mm-hmm. And so um, I featured her because I wanted to feature her, her nail art. Cause a lot of people, I'm not really into it, but a lot of people are like 
super femme with it, super artistic with it, mm-hmm. love getting their nails like completely gorgeous. And I was just like, well, I mean, like somebody needs to deal with the nail art thing. So Twitter brought us together. And um, so I featured something of hers, which was awesome. And um, then other folks, people who just kind of come to me through social media and are like, hey, my fiance and I are getting married. I just started asking my friends in real life. And then they asked all of their friends who were getting married. And since there's such a boom right now, there's so many gay weddings of people who have been together for years a lot of times. And so I just try to feature people who are real and, um, you know, folks that are friends of friends or friends through social media and um, just kind of see what people who are on an actual budget, not like a magazine, what magazine considers on a budget. Mm, um, yeah. What are they doing for a really beautiful celebration that's fun for their friends and family um, to come all together? And I think that one of the things that's most unique about it, and it's probably common to a lot of people, but I really feel it the most. This amazing comfort and catharsis, looking at these families of people who are gay and in their 40s sometimes, who everybody's just smiling and laughing and hugging and crying, and nobody has this bad look on their face, and nobody's going like, a girl in a tux, okay, you know, and um, it's just, it's beautiful, and I think that that's one of the reasons that the gay marriage movement has been one of the easier things to focus on in a push for gay rights is it's not that it's the most important, right? It's that it's easy. It's an easy sell. You understand why people would want to get married. You understand why it's different if you can't get married. It's so, it's such a strong societal um, trope marriage. It's very symbolic. And mm-hmm. um, to even for me, like I, I find myself to be a very cynical person. Even, even for me, I watch these people get married and I've been married before and just been like, I, I, you know, I didn't like my first wedding. It wasn't fun for me. But um, to watch these people get married, it brings tears to my eyes when I put their stupid pictures on blogs. You know, I'm just like, thank you for sending me your stuff. Thank you so much. So it's fun to be a part of it. Oh, because it's something that's their moment and it makes them happy and it's something that they want to do. Oh, and I also want to tell you that also straight couples start look to look alike once they've been together for so long. Because uh, me and Roger actually look look alike and we actually laughed identical. I don't believe that. You you don't believe if that people like, have told if you look us. like me, I would not be trying to have sex with you. So. Not like that. I don't know. And that's where. a lie. You know you have sex with yourself all the time. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't call that. I would not call that sex. What I'm doing to myself. Those are horrible, not, horrible, terrible acts. That not, I'm doing. <laughs> not like that. No, I don't want a beer and testosterone. I don't want that part or a penis. No. I think people start. I think people start to identify. They, like you start to look similar in people's minds because they start to associate you with being around each other. But That's what I mean. I don't think any. I don't think I look like you at all. Um, no, because your hips ain't sexy like mine. Hey. Mm-mm. Um. Now the other thing is, um, you could really hope you. I, I hope you already saved uh another website, uh, Earl. But you should definitely get into lesbian divorce style guide oh my god that's just in case you know so oh that's coming just in case you know some of these couples might not make it not you know no no not not no yeah not trying to root against anybody but just law of averages some couples won't make it but you can get divorced in style you know you still gonna want to be maybe she wears all black to the courtroom you wear all white they actually have divorce parties now Right. Yeah, like Sheree on Real Housewives a couple years ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, lesbian divorce style, you should look into that. Um, I feel like that's going to get me out of big law. I feel like my life after big law is going to be like 
Let me do your adoption agreement. Let me do your divorce. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, it didn't work out. But you know what? There's no reason you can't get divorced in style. Okay. Yes, I should I, now, when I do people's prenups, should I tell them that I also do divorces? Well, you know, you yeah. put it on the back of the business card. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, so you just, you know, hey, yeah. flip that over. Yeah, you have a happy side and then the sad side. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of let yeah. them know. But I do weddings, I do divorces, and I do taxes all in one. Mm-hmm. I'll do prenup. Now, no, you're, you're, you guys aren't going to need this. Yeah. But, you know, some couples. Sure, you won't need it, but just in case, you know, it's like insurance. Uh, do you have, do you feel any pressure? to like do your wedding like perfect or big or whatever because i'm assuming you're gonna have to post it on the on the blog or it's like you don't really on the site or it's like you don't really believe you know (laughs) well i don't feel pressure to do it bigger or or you know there's a lot of pressure now to do things more simply and to have Mm -hmm. everything handmade um i don't do that either like i'm not a crafty person Mm -hmm. i'm a lawyer and so is she we have a wedding planner and i have a florist damn right Oh, my wedding planner tried it the other day. That was fun. Oh, he told me how, like, I was going to be renting these beautiful silver linens. Mm -hmm. And um, then, you know, there's a big plate that goes under the regular plate, and the big plate needs to be rented. And he wanted that one to be red. And then he wanted the goblet to also be rented, and he wanted that to be red. So the whole thing is, like, a silver tablecloth with, like, red stuff all over the top of it. And I'm like, did you go to, like, Texas A&M or the University of Alabama or something? (laughs) Silver and red. (laughs) Like, are you for real right now? (laughs) Is that going to be matching what y'all are going to wear or something? I mean, like, it's part of the color scheme, but I... You know, first yeah. of all, like I resisted doing a color scheme because I kind of think that's a little old. Mm. And then the other thing, I was just like, I, I, I literally told him, he's like, okay, so we're going to the meeting with the florist. He looks like, um, do you guys know who Chris March from Project Runway years ago is? Have you ever watched that? Uh, no, but I can find his picture. I find the magic of Google. Yeah, okay, you so show me the face. Chris I bet you I know. He's this dude who um is a costume designer, like on Broadway. He like makes you like think of the Lion King type costumes, like huge theatrical kind of stuff that's supposed to be seen ah. from fifty feet away, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of taste level we're talking about. Oh, okay. So this is the cross between like um the like a parade and like RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> How'd y'all find him? How'd you find this guy? Um, well, I was at our venue where we're going to get married. Yeah, that's Chris March. My wedding planner looks like 20 years older version of him. <laughs> and he's every inch as gay. 100%. <laughs> every time he talks about the fact that we can get married now, he cries. Really? I want to be the first straight <laughs> wedding planner. Because that would just fuck everybody up. Just, oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm then like, yeah, um, this is like, he, <laughs> he always comes to me thinking I'm going to be the emotional one because people do this like weird gender projection on Giovanna and me. Mm-hmm. Now, Giovanna doesn't like um, look in a super masculine way, but she comes across more masculine than I do. And I identify as like being a femme all the time. I, you know, rad femme lawyer is my name. Femme is like in all my stuff and I wear a bunch of dresses and what, you know, so they come to me thinking I'm the bride with stars in her eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now what they get is, listen, I didn't want to spend any of this money in the first place. So how much is it going to cost? Right. <laughs> and he's like oh <laughs> yeah because when you're emotional you have a tendency to spend more money well also like you know women in general like because of like just the way the gender roles are projected they always end up being the one like uh the person who they target like the salesperson always targets like yeah. you know like if i go somewhere with karen 
the person immediately tries to make like some kind of connection with Karen if it's like we're going to be buying something where so I can imagine uh with uh lesbian couples they try to they try to like put that same stereotype on whoever they deem most feminine so it's like it's oh and it's, it's and you some, sometimes they get confused and they don't know where to look it's mm. very funny <laughs> it's like I, I wonder maybe they decide to start guessing or something or maybe maybe you guys can like flip it on them and like one of you wear pants and one of you wear a dress and then they're like oh it's you isn't it it's like wrong motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> well in any case in this situation he emailed me and he goes you know so i'm bringing these silver linens now the thing you have to think about if you've ever been in catering i know you guys were servers mm-hmm. so tablecloths get people spilling on them right. obviously so think about how expensive something silver, which you cannot bleach, is compared right. to something white, which you can. Right. Yeah. There's a reason all restaurants and hotels have white linens, because you bleach them. Right. right, to get the stains out. Yeah, you wash them hot and you bleach them. So he really had a silk, can't wash it hot, can't bleach it, mm. silk, silver tablecloth that he wanted me to see. And when I tell you this tablecloth was as close to white as you can imagine silver being, it mm. really was. And so I'm like, Frank, I'm going to need a poly blend white tablecloth. And he's like, well, that's going to look really stark. I was really just going to bring silver. Mm. And I said, are you going to bring a white tablecloth or am I? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that got us back on track. <laughs> you know what else? You know, that's the other thing that is very weird to me about just, I noticed it with my brothers, but the, like the wedding industry in general. Everyone thinks they know better than the people that want to get married. Like, Correct. you know, the DJ thinks he knows the best music for your fucking, um, you know, your 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 reception. Right. After every he- every couple goes through it. It's not like I I don't I don't think I've met the wedding couple yet that hasn't had the like. Yeah, we had to cuss the DJ out for some weird reason. Yeah, they didn't wouldn't... play none of the songs. We specifically said everything but Electric Slide, and that was the first goddamn song he played. So yeah. I had to go tap his ass on the shoulder. Go, motherfucker, did you read the goddamn list? On the, yeah. um, uh, at the wedding, uh, when my brother was, uh, like, you know, uh, when they like, okay, these people walk up first, and these people walk up, then I'm gonna say this, and like that guy who was, who was planning all that shit, um, the day of the wedding, he's like, uh, you know, the bride was running late, uh, because, uh, you know, they all had to get makeup on the shit. That's, mm-hmm. you know, ladies being ladies. And that shit obviously takes way more time than us, you know? Yes, it you does. Put you, on the suit. Yeah, you got dressed quickly. Yeah, you just put on a suit. So, um, the ladies were coming and stuff, and they had doing makeup and all the stuff, and they were a little bit late. And so the guy's like, I mean, this is literally like the last second. Like, they're in the house, the ladies are gonna come out within two minutes tops. And he's like, Look, I don't care how long it takes. If they just aren't ready to go, then I'm just going to start the march when I'm ready to start the march. And I was looking at him like, motherfucker, this ain't your wedding. Why would you ruin the fucking one day, the perfect moment? And aren't you paid to be here? Right. You're Come getting, on. you're getting paid. This is obviously a big deal for her and my brother. Not yours. Not, not for you. Right. So just shut the fuck up. Let them do how they want to do it. No one's complaining about having to stand here. Yes, it is hot. Yes, we have on suits. But we're fine. No one's going to like fucking pass out because we had to wait 30 seconds Second, more right. for them to walk up. And so, um, he, you know, he gets, he starts fussing and then like the, uh, I think her, her dad or her stepdad stepped up to him and was like, Hey man, what the fuck do you think you're doing? He's like, well, it's just, you know, I have to do this. And the, and the, oh, I know what the problem was. The camera wasn't set up. 
the, wow. the cameraman was like, I need a couple seconds to get the angles right for the cameras. I need to, you know, cause so I can get them walking up. And he's like, I don't care how long it takes. We just need to hurry up and get everyone's in position. And then I'm like, I was like, so you gonna fuck up the videotape? Cause the videotape need to last forever. So. Not at my wedding. <laughs> yeah. Like, and see, she, the bride wouldn't have even known right. because he's talking to the guys and you know, the guys don't give a fuck. But I, right. I'm sitting up there like, uh, you are going to get someone killed. Cause like, you know, my brother's in front of me, my dad's in front of me. I was like, yeah, he can't do that. Cause it'll, he'll, he'll have to die. Right. Not only, not only that, I think that too many women like was sitting in the audience that would have, would have been like, hey, 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 I don't know what you plan on doing, but, uh, yeah, you my do- aunt Sharon wouldn't have let him do it. Yeah. My aunt Sharon, she might as well have been the wedding coordinator. Cause, Cause she like came to rehearsal and was like, no, baby, see, you put your hand over here. <laughs> And that way you can show off the corsage and the ring. You know, it's like she was on top of that shit. She sends a lot of weddings. So it definitely was going to look right. But, yeah, it's just very funny because everyone tries to take over at some point. Like you said, with the silver, you know, like, oh, silver and red. That's what we're going to do. It's like, no, no that's, that's not, not what my, I want to do. That's not my colors. And it's like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. What do you what do you know? Right. This <laughs> is always the question where I, I look at somebody and I'm. I've, I'm this close to actually saying these words where I look at them and I'm like, well, how specific do you need me to get with you? Right. How, what kind of conversation do you want to have with me right now? The <laughs> kind where I wonder whether or not to pay the next installment of your check. Right. Correct. Is that the kind of conversation we need to be having? Right. Because the, the part that I don't understand is I'm paying you. I make the choices and you execute what I ask you to execute. Right. The funniest thing that we have is um, people don't read contracts. Most no, people don't. No. It's actually to your benefit. It doesn't really matter if you read contracts or not, because if you're going to sue on them, then, you know, it sort of binds you regardless. But if it's a printed contract um, that is already kind of written all the way out and you didn't have any feedback as to what was in it, you can actually, if you're not a lawyer, say, well, look, I never read it. I can't mm. be expected to read it. The contract that they had was one that said, by my using your services, mm-hmm. I consent to this and that and the other. And that's unconscionable. It's a contract of adhesion and it doesn't bind me. Mm. You can try that if you're not an attorney. Right. If you're both attorneys, good luck. Right. Because you know exactly what you're signing. So because I know exactly what I'm signing and I can never get out of signing a contract, I read every freaking word of it. Right. And they don't like that. Because I always uh, find a term that I don't like, and now we're talking about the term, and they're like, well, I'm not a lawyer, now I have to go to my lawyer. Right. I'm like, I well, like, I am a lawyer, and you wanted my like wedding that you thought I had a lot of money, so here we are. Right. So I read the I read the contract. I try to pick out like maybe two or three things to to pick at to see if we can get it changed. Because mm. everybody writes a contract to their benefit, right? Correct. Of course. And so you know, I don't I don't have any problem with that, but I'm gonna cross some stuff out and put stuff to my benefit in it because it's an agreement for the two of us. I consider that their starting offer. They are used to people who sign, give them a check, and don't ask questions, so they're very right. straight. They're like real right. weirded out by that. Is now have you um had anyone that felt left out like from from the blog or from the because you know how it is like if it, like if we said black wedding god it'd be like well, what about all the white people that need to be in a wedding god like do you get any pushback on that kind of stuff I haven't gotten any yet from anybody um I asked a woman who I know to be bi mm-hmm. who ended up marrying a guy at city hall I said I um I wanted to put her on the blog and it, would she like get back to me and she never got back to me okay. so um she said originally that she felt a little uncomfortable because even though she identifies as bi her wedding looks straight and since the uh, point is the images 
she felt okay. weird. Yeah, I can see that because I remember we had um, there was a huge issue with um, the natural hair website where they had a white lady on and she had naturally curly hair. And there was like a big thing, like people were like, no, fuck that. You know, there was like a, almost an ownership because it's like I contribute to clicking on these links or whatever. So you owe it to me to change the vision that you have for your blog. But uh, it would have been interesting if she would have uh, okayed it just to see like mm-hmm. how people would have treated it because people can get very like, you know, o- like ownershipy uh, uh, of other people's shit. Yeah, they can. Um, I think that. You know, I'm explicitly trans inclusive in mm. my um, in my blog and I haven't um, featured anybody that I know to be trans, but I have featured people whom I know to be like lesbian identified, kind of genderqueer, not really gendered people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't gotten any pushback on that, but I don't think they look visibly trans such that this cabal of lesbians that does exist right. might come and fight with me about people who choose to use that term who right. also identify as trans. Right. Um, but you know, like good fucking luck. Cause I'm not really here for that bullshit. Like I'll put whatever <laughs> I want on my, on my shit and I don't right. really care if you don't like it. So right. yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty much how we treat the podcast. Like yeah. end of the day, like uh, we get the executive decision, um but you know it, it is always interesting just to see how people look at the optics of that stuff so yeah yeah Karen. no i'm just saying when it comes to weddings and things like that something that uh i uh thought about like uh because me and rogers and our personality because we never had a wedding our wedding would probably be so different like i would like to do um if i was to ever do it my thing would be everybody wear t-shirts and jeans Nobody dresses up. Everybody uh, goes and have a T-shirt. But the thing is that your T-shirt has got to have something comic book or movie based. Be it your favorite comic book character, your favorite movie, just something nerdy or something geeky. And, I love that. I, I, um, I have these girls who got married in um, Michigan like 10 years ago. But Michigan is one of the most anti-gay states, actually. And it had a marriage ban at the time. Then when Chicago last year made it legal... They were um, they made a whole visit to Chicago where they were going to get their marriage license to make it legal and then take it back to Michigan and have as many rights as they could kind of figure out with that license. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they came to Chicago. They also wanted to go to this famous hot dog, hot dog place that was closing. Mm-hmm. So they decided to do that before they went over to City Hall. Um, so they put on these T-shirts they had made for their bachelorette parties in their first wedding like 10 years ago, their first wedding to each other. And um, put on like these airbrush T-shirts that have like the um, like you know when they tear them up on the sides and like retie them back together that have like beads on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they had those on and jeans. And um, this hot dog place, the famous one, was closing, so they were standing in this line for like four hours mm. before they could go to city hall. So while they were standing in line, their friend was um, their friend got uh, ordained through the Universal Life Church on the internet to marry them. Somebody ran down and got them their marriage license. Somebody else ran over and got them balloons. And, like, the entire place celebrated their wedding in line at the hot dog place. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's dope, man. So oh. stuff like that. Like, I love that. That's great, you know? Yeah. yeah, I like all that stuff. Like, you know, make it personal to you, you know? Right, right. Um, all right, man. Let's introduce the show. This is the Blackout Tips, okay, everybody? You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Podomatic, just search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we promise we will read it on the show, regardless of content. We do it every Saturday mm-hmm. uh, for our feedback show. We had a ton of feedback this last Saturday. It was awesome, All right? Um, 
so make sure you guys do that um you can also do stuff like go to the com, sign up to become a premium listener uh become a recurring donator leave comments mm-hmm. on each episode we have a poll on each episode you can vote in and you can even leave comments on your vote let us know why you voted that way some of you guys just leave comments that don't even relate to the poll i don't, <laughs> I don't know what your deal is but thanks uh and then of course we're on all these social media platforms like uh twitter uh which is tbgwt um the uh facebook page the blackout tips google plus we have a page so you know we're we're everywhere man go like our stuff uh we appreciate everybody that does that we do today's show is sponsored is sponsored by tweakedaudio.com go to tweakedaudio.com they are makers of fine earbuds that go right into your ears and you can work out with them you can play your video games with them. That's what I do. Um, you can also be at work chilling, listening to them. That's what um, I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tweaked Audio, they give you a lifetime guarantee, which is, you know, amazing because I'm hoping most of you guys are going to live long, happy lives. Uh, also, they give you uh, 33% off and free shipping if you put in code TBGWT at tweakedaudio.com where you go check out. That's TBG. WT. Mm-hmm. And we I've are, done it. I've I've done it and I'm taking advantage of the guarantee and it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. See? It's easy, yeah. guys. And it's worth it too. Yep. Um now we do have a lot of stuff to talk about. There's okay. All, all kinds of news. I don't even know where to begin. Wait, so, wait, wait. Yes. Um, what's the official weapon of the show? Oh yeah, that is true. The official weapon of the show is the taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Oh shit. That's what I'm talking about. Now, now it's a party. Um, <laughs> um, it's not beer in a champagne glass. This is a brute rosé. Someone in the someone in the chat asked me if I was putting beer in a champagne glass. A brute rosé is a not very sweet pink bubbly wine. Oh, okay. Oh. You know, my thing with wine uh, I had to get used to was that they're not all sweet. Because no, I, I think not. in my mind, I just thought they were all sweet for some no. reason. And Roger used to this, but I specifically go to the dessert wine section. That's why, because dessert wines are sweet. Yeah, well, uh, I still enjoy my, you know, still enjoy my sweet wines. But yeah, I do too. They got chocolate wine, all kinds of stuff out there. When I drink a wine that's not sweet, I feel sophisticated, though. I'm like, mm. It is very sophisticated. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm above your petty indulgences. I don't care for sugar except the alcohol sugars in this glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, uh, shout out to whiskey wine and moonshine. I got that what they call that nigga palate. I like it uh, sweet. Yeah, uh, I understand. <laughs> uh, so we got all this uh, stuff to talk about. Uh, what should we start with? I guess maybe we start with the Cosby Show. So let's go ahead and do that. Let me find us. Yeah, I say, find one up. of these songs and put my sweater on. Yeah. Why, why does it always the same song? Where, there's I all, don't know. It, lately, it's always been the hip-hop version. I'm about to say, we got more than one version up there, don't we? This is all... This is, let me feel I can find a different one. What about this one? Oh, my God. They literally are all the same. Okay? I'm going to find... It's like Cosby's M.O. Never changes. Mm-hmm. Look at this. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, go go up. Go up? Yeah. All right. How about this one? Oh, my God. They're all the same. Wait a minute. Yeah, we 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 must got to do Cosby Show seasons, season one, season two. We got to mix this up, baby. <laughs> this is all. This can't be the same. Earlier, really? they were all different. <laughs> oh, here we there go. There you go. There you go. 
he did they was all the same just like all these women said he raped them the same yeah he has an mo yes he does karen pick a number from one to a lot a whole lot let's do number five number five let's see where we're at here oh bill cosby has canceled his new york tour date good oh shit yeah he was gonna try to keep on trucking for a while there Mm -mm. And things got a little tumultuous yeah. as more and more allegations came yeah, forth. After woman number 50 come out, buddy, I think you might as well call this a day. So he looks, couldn't take his chances that they were going to actually be in that audience. Yeah, they might do a die-in or something. Who knows? Right, people outside protesting. So, yeah, New York's not having it right now. So uh, Right, they, they don't need uh, people protesting this and uh, uh, protesting the shooting and all that shit all at the same time. That's not a good look, Bill. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like Josh Homer and uh, J.L. Covey got to take their tickets back <laughs> and uh, <laughs> find other plans for that evening because uh, he's uh, he's he was supposed to perform at Terrytown Music Hall twice on Saturday, but the venue announced he would not go on, noting the ticket holders would be refunded. Which is uh, to me, uh, that's the most amazing part because them some expensive ass tickets, right? Hundreds of dollars, and they are giving the money back. Like you know, you fucked up. Because Ticketmaster don't get refunds for shit. No, they don't. This might be the venue actually saying, yeah. we'll, we'll pay the fee. but They're we'll- not even rescheduling. It's just... Give, <laughs> this not here's, happening. Here's your money back. He will not be here ever. So, uh, he did have performances in Las Vegas and Tucson that were canceled last month. Um, but, uh, you know, he's still, uh, is, is still touring right now. I'm um, sorry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Cosby's too reprehensible for the state of Arizona. And and Las Vegas. No, no, no. Las Vegas, whatever. But Arizona? <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Like, Arizona. Come on. The Ari- state of Jan Brewer? For real? The state right. of Papers, please? I feel like Florida added dates when they found out about this. this the price. <laughs> they was like, ooh, we can get him. Can we do a whole month? Um, but, yeah. So, uh, all right. Liv, you pick a number. Eight. One through. Okay. And number eight. Let's see. Five. Eight. Oh, man. This is getting international, everybody. Oh, shit. There's a call for boycotting the Bill Cosby show in Canada. <laughs> oh, them Canadians are like, no, 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 sir. You will not bring the rape up here. And you know, I will not be taking my parka off for that, sir. <laughs> no. And they are like the kindest. Right. Know? So for them to speak We're sorry. Up, we're sorry. We're yeah, sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry, eh? Yeah. We're sorry. You're going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> This is a boot the rapes, and uh, we can't do it. Mm-mm. Bill Cosby had three shows in Canada in January that are still on the calendar, but there's a call to boycott his performance in London, Ontario, 
to have him appear in public is inconsistent with the values of london said megan walker executive director of london's abused women's center who issues uh, who issued the call following renewed accusations that the comedian drugged and sexually assaulted more than a dozen women over several decades we need to stand on the side of women who have the courage to come forward instead of mr cosby walker said very clearly from what we've heard he isn't cliff huxtable well, thanks, Captain Obvious. You're right. You mean he's not coming down the stairs and dancing with Grandpa? What? <laughs> Hold up. Well, you have to forgive him because in Canada, those aren't Cosby sweaters. Those are just sweaters. True. True. <laughs> you know what? I forgot to mention this. It's been a while since I talked about it, but I love the series BoJack Horseman. And one of the reasons I love it is because it's kind of based off of now, obviously, it's a horse, but it's based off, <laughs> of, off of the idea of wholesome sitcoms and how mm. fucked up people are behind the scenes because, Correct. No, you know, nothing in life is as perfect as wholesome 80s and 90s TV made anything, right? Yeah, everything was wholesome. And Everybody I, made up with the... Uh, point my finger at you, and at the end of, you know, 30, 45 minutes, everybody loved each other. Children understood where the pants was coming from. Even yeah. unemployed white trash like Roseanne. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And, and, and it was, and it was like, we're all white trash, but we're not racist. And we, we love so each other, you guys. Right. And it was so good, you know, and it did help veg your mind out. But Bojack Horseman probably kind of makes fun of just like behind the scenes. You know, everyone's a crackhead. He's like insecure and a Don't raging a egomaniac. Yeah. I, like I, I really do love that series. And in light of the Cosby scandal, it just feels so ahead of its time. Just like, yeah, look how fucked up this guy who was in your living room every day is. And, and of course, Bojack will never be anywhere near a serial rapist, but I can't mm-hmm. wait for season two if they fuck, fuck around and make some jokes about that Cosby stuff. Cause oh, that's gonna be I almost feel like now, like, um, I've never seen that, but it sounds like it's kind of fitting into my greater theory of media at the moment, which is really the TMZ theory, I think I'm calling it, which is um, we're so cynical and we're so angry that um, so many of our idols have really crashed down to the ground that we take a certain amount of glee in pulling them there. Mm. So now, like, the thing that protected Cosby for so long was that, like, you know, this America's dad and he needs to be sheltered from all of these people who are wanting to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it's just like, oh, America's dad. Yeah, you probably disappoint me, too, just like my dad did. Fuck you and your sweaters. You're on the <laughs> ground with that stupid bathrobe. Right. <laughs> and I'm laughing like the whole time. It was yeah. a comedy skit that did this. Yeah, it's funny because um, I think people are starting to see through celebrity because it Correct. used to be like, it was a thing where like, oh, well, these people are untouchable. And then I think, no you know, everything kind of made people almost more human in a way, and good for good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, you know, when TMZ's like taking a picture of them walking out of the club every day and, you know, catching them talking in there and then they're on social media and there's like yeah. so much access the to them now. Internet, yeah. I, I think just, it's social media more than anything because yeah. it, you, you really learn how unpolished they are when right. they're not through all of the channels that they used to be because the studio system used to, you know, put them out like in the 20s and 30s used to put people out in front of people and be like oh she's un underdone Mm -hmm. she doesn't have her makeup on look how stunningly gorgeous she still is or you know she's doing this or doing that look how hard she parties like it's all marketing and now the marketing's so obvious and oddly i think mad men has called attention to the prevalence of marketing and how much of a lie it all is Mm -hmm. and now people are so mad that they're getting this like just happy feeling of like pulling it all down 
yep i think so too but you know i think we've always enjoyed a good fall I think oh yeah people love, love it. it you know they love it and he's too old to like apologize and come back so he, it's a wrap for him and oh, it doesn't yeah. take away everything he's accomplished in all of his um like the heights he reached he's right. 77 is that right mm-hmm. yep so he had like what um cumulative total of about 50 years of just untouchable totally bulletproof mm-hmm. right you can yep. never take that away yeah i mean and i mean let's be honest he's not going to jail no mm-hmm. so Won't i mean serve a day. he's gonna die rich yeah like if, if this is the hell that you know that, that people if, if like if most serial rapists had their choice they'd rather die this way you know oh, God. uh <laughs> the navy has revoked his honorary title that he was given oh no that's this right bullshit that's right his semen embarrassed the semen the <laughs> navy <laughs> is revoking bill Cosby's title of honorary chief petty officer Saying, I hate to be honorary chief petty officer right now, but am <laughs> I wrong that there's a massive, massive military rape problem and yep. that they're going to go ahead and use this symbol to be like, no, we're tough on rape. Remember the guy who was honorary chief petty officer a billion years ago? Yeah, we took that away. See, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> you know, I encourage them to do it because you got to start somewhere, you know, and uh, yeah, he did it on the land. We do it on the sea. <laughs> right. They were like, <laughs> if he was raping them on the ship. Nah, we be international okay with this. waters. You but know, this, we can't do anything. This right. is some army type of rape, okay? Now yeah. we don't get down mm-hmm. like that. We have a nope. big rivalry with the army, right? And we don't do sexual assault on land. So you guys can keep that. Um, yeah, he's uh. So they say it's a serious conflict with the Navy's core values. Um, Navy said it. Is it though? <laughs> right. Navy said that is really? not what I heard. No. Navy Secretary Ray Mabus and Master Chief Petty Officer Michael Stevens <laughs> made, officer. Mm-hmm, made the announcement Thursday in the statement. Kazi you think that officer was being petty? I think they I are. I want to be that in my life. Think he was right. Chief Petty Officer. Make me a petty officer. I think he was Petty Mercury. <laughs> uh, Cosby enlisted in uh, the Navy in 1956 and served four years where he learned to practice his rape techniques as a hospital mm-hmm. corpsman. Before being honorably discharged, as he dishonorably discharged on many ladies in the, <laughs> since 1960. Yes, uh, yes. As a third class petty officer, the honorary title was presented to Cosby in 2011. So wow. He, he just got yeah. it. So this is after all the rapes. This is like, what? <laughs> we heard about the rapes. And, uh, no, they did because yeah. they heard about all this shit. Like, mm-hmm. at, remember 2005? It's all up and down in people. No, they knew everything in 2011. Really, exactly. Navy? Yep. Wow. <laughs> they probably were like, hey, we heard about the rapes. Way to keep that under wraps. Uh, good job, <laughs> Congratulations. And then when it got when it got out in the open, they were like, this doesn't jive with our core discipline. We keep this under wraps. That's what we do. <laughs> what are you doing? Now people know. This is a terrible example. You had these bitches speaking in public. Right. We don't right. allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we silence our, our accusers. Man, you are terrible at this. <laughs> you are um, terrible at this. So he got his title pulled. And then the other thing I wanted to say before we move out of Cosby, uh, the Cosby show, um, his star on the walk of fame got vandalized with the words rapist. Good. Uh, someone spray painted or wrote in black ink somehow. Yeah. They, well, then they ran out of paint. Cause there are a couple more stars that could use a little treatment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They were like, Oh Roman man. Polanski got a star. Woody Allen got a star over there. <laughs> right. They were like, Oh man, we're out. Where's the R Kelly star? Oh, where's the, yeah. Where's the R Kelly star? That thing needs to be just. Oh, I told you to bring three extra cans, man. What the fuck? It was written. LAPD so- comes to shoot someone. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. 
Go ahead. <laughs> uh, what are you doing, guys? You guys Peyton Ravers? Uh, well, you get you didn't. The A's yeah. are down there. The A's are, are down there. Are you coming to the station later? No? Okay, good. <laughs> uh, he, um, <laughs> so they had purple marker that they wrote rapist several times on the star. <laughs> Don't want to be sure nobody missed it. Yeah. That should happen um, every day. Now, I think they've already uh cleaned it up and fixed it back, so of course it like, didn't last very long. It's like a cookie cutter uh them stars are like cookie cutter. They probably was like, Hey, just bring him another star and sketch his name across there. Yeah. So, you know, but uh They'll that's get tired funny. of replacing it 'cause cause if I was dumb people I go back. Right. <laughs> yeah, you just keep, every night. Keep going back. Just to see how long they go keep replacing that damn star. But they I, should put some like Breaking Bad style. They should like get you know like put some caulk on the side around it, and then like have like just enough explosive inside it, and just blow up that one star. <laughs> I'm not touching the star. I got hit in the face last time. So uh, that, that's it for the Cosby Show today. Of course, we could have covered that for another hour and a half, but there's only so much time in the show, guys. Um, <laughs> There's a report that uh Puff Daddy beat up Drake at This is my favorite. Now here's the thing. This Art Basel, B A S E L Art Basel show, I've never heard of this in my life. Me either. Until this year. And apparently all kinds of crazy shit happens at this show. Usher was putting his phone in a woman's vagina so he could charge it. <gasps> That's what I heard, but but Miley Cyrus was performing in fucking disco ball nipple uh um pasties yeah but i heard that like was- it's original yeah it was, right yeah, yeah. Now, she didn't have a big fake ass this time so mm. yeah but she but, didn't steal that from us yeah they said she did it for like art and she literally had like a charger in her vagina why is oh, that yeah. his name is art uh is usher's real name art i don't know no no it, what show is it's called art basil is See, the name his name's the art so they oh. did it for art well i guess so maybe that's that <laughs> they didn't do it name. for art like art <laughs> that's not what that is well, okay. the, first of all, the picture for Miley Cyrus and her nipple things is terrible. Oh my god, hilarious! Um, there's a because there's a dude behind her. Um, oh my god, I've seen that. <laughs> that is like so ashamed. I'll put it in the chat in a second, but let me read the article first. In a bizarre and emotionally transparent performance, Miley Cyrus mocked her own music, opened up about her dark year, and belted out some Led Zeppelin. So she really can't do anything original. And she smoked weed on stage. All she has to do is really read Twitter, and then she'll be mocking her own music, no problem. <laughs> right. Wearing a silver metallic Cleopatra wig and bright turquoise eye shadow, Cyrus uh, kicked off a private poolside show at a Raleigh hotel in South Beach singing a duet of Super Freak with a topless woman. Cyrus was among the top billed acts dur- during the star-studded week at- of the prestigious prestigious Art Basel Miami Beach. My Art Basel Miami Beach. That's the name of the whole thing. Okay, cool. The 22-year-old singer performed mostly covers, including Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and Johnny Cash, telling the audience she understood they were serious about real art and probably weren't fans of her pop music style. Um, the Beatles is pop music, and they actually did represent some kind of art. You picked the most like associated with drugs Beatles song, mm. so good on you for that. You cannot sing. Mm-hmm. So don't try to sing Led Zeppelin because it's not a good idea because mm-hmm. Robert Plant actually can sing. And um, I love it when they use the word prestigious mm-hmm. because it's like, just so you know, you should have heard of this. Yeah, well, guess what? I haven't fucking heard of it. And I don't believe in prestigious if you tell me that it is. I actually like right. that she said, look, you guys have taste and I know you won't like my shit. 
okay <laughs> but that's all right so that's obvious what i'll do is sing some good people shit and hope you like that shit song through my shitty shit and, there, and everybody was like i guess you know oh, if you say so uh she says you thought art basil was a respected place where you could escape me says cyrus who talked no. about talked I'm about her bitches i feel like that on twitter all the time uh we talked about her difficult year after her twerking performance at the 2013 mtv video music awards and the death of her dog it's mm. difficult because she was on every media outlet every week and her Correct. dog wrecked well her dog died too guys. i feel bad about her dog yeah, dying no i'm wants. contractually obligated as a white person to care about that exactly <laughs> i was gonna say for the former disney star said it took her to a dark place and made her realize how many things she was doing seemed meaningless this she's year- in a dark place all the time mm. get this- it no, nah, I don't get it. Oh, you mean stealing black people shit? There you go. Oh, this year has constantly challenged me. <laughs> and that's why I started doing art, she said, before launching it to a song she wrote about her friend's cat. Wait, after her friend's cat spoke to her in a dream. Hmm. She also played the macabre song on the piano, abruptly banging on the keys at the end, saying she was sick of talking about death and wanted to move on to something fun. Later in the show, she donned a massive rainbow with a cutout for her head with two other performers who wore Did. mushroom costumes. This sure she wouldn't hide? At one point, well, she smoked weed on stage. At one who point, said she wasn't hot? Yeah. <laughs> two okay. costume sharks and a penis ran across the stage. <laughs> Despite the distractions of bubbles floating through the air and falling confetti, one thing stood out, her vocal chops. Oh, no. I hope they don't mean nope. good chops. Who wrote this? No. Uh, Kelly, publicist, Kelly no. Kennedy wrote this. Um, Alyssa, I, you know what? I love a lot of shitty pop music. This is one of my big things. I love it. Yeah. Um, if, you know, I actually used to, like, there was a song of hers that I enjoyed that I used to listen to, and it was fun. I listened to Ariana Grande singing um, Mariah Carey, and the girl can actually sing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, like, too much of a snob to say that. Mm-hmm. If someone can actually sing, I'm happy because that means it actually matters whether or not you can carry a tune anymore. And Correct. that's what I want in my life for, mm-hmm. like, pop music. Now, does she but make, she can't sing. She did make oh, Party no. in the USA, though. Nah, nah, yeah, I do fucks with that one. she can't sing. Yeah, but I, I fuck with Party in the USA. You can't tell me nothing when that shit come on. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Linda Perry writes a lot of good songs. Yeah, I done got ready. I done got ready to play ball to a Party in the USA many a time. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be a and, hypocrite here. And you know what? The way her show went, it sounds like an Eric Andre show. It really does. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is what happens when you don't have talent. You gotta have... Okay. You gotta, like... Don't look for the talent. Look at the dick chasing the sharks, y'all. That's and crazy. And that's why Lady Gaga confuses me because the girl, she can actually sing and she, she has ha- all the same shit. Yeah. Man, she, she, well, her thing was that she didn't make it as a straight up singer. So but she I feel like a gorgeous once, voice. I know, but it's kind of like once you put on the clown makeup, you can never take it off because you're never going to oh. be secure again. Like, it's like, oh, you Except were, Nicki Minaj. Thank you, Nicki. Thank you. Right. Thank yeah. You. Nicki was Thank able to you. do it, but very rarely do you see people go back. Almost never. You know, like, I couldn't True. make it like this, so I'm going to fucking put on these clown shoes, man. I got to get the dancing to get this money because oh, people didn't want to hear me just just show up in regular, like, mascara and sing. There, um, there are, like, 45 kabillion good singers, mm-hmm. you know? There aren't that many people that you just can't take your eyes off of. Right. Not True. too many people that are dressed, put on a vagina dress and, like, be born out of it to start the show. like That you want ah! to look at. Right, exactly. I mean, like, there's a thing, like, Britney Spears is one of the main people with this. That thing that just makes most people want to look at her. Mm. Like, um, Kavanjane Wallace, who's going to be an Annie, you know? Mm -hmm. 
I saw her in pictures with Beyonce. You know, when you're in pictures with Beyonce, most people in pictures with Beyonce disappear. The only person you can see in it is Beyonce. Right. Mm -hmm. Solange knows this because Beyonce's ass was sitting down at her wedding videos. (laughs) And then she had two other randoms sit down too, so it didn't seem like it was massive shade, you know? Right. Um, Because the girl wants to be the bride, fine with me. But Kavanjane Wallace, you could actually see her face and see her shining in, like, through. Right. In, in, in a picture next to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Which means this chick is going to be famous for 25 years. Minimum. Right. I believe that, yeah. I hope so, man. Um, you know, you never can tell with the young people. And plus, sometimes I think, uh, when you're young, like, you never know, like, what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true so every, every once in a while you just have people to be like i don't give a fuck about being famous all right y'all i'm gonna go be a doctor or whatever the fuck he's just like uh, like you play joffrey in game of thrones he yeah. was like no more acting by he's like i'm done or um you know rick miranda's had a tragedy happened to him but he was like yeah. eh, i don't need this shit like uh i mean I, I i just hope she's successful whatever she does and i'm gonna definitely go see annie that's for sure oh yeah for sure. oh um, yeah with bells on Usually I don't smoke weed and drink. Well, that's a lie. Usually I don't smoke weed and drink on show days, but I feel like it was fine in Miami, says Cyrus, whose boyfriend, Patrick Schwarzenegger, also attended the party hosted by designer Tommy Hilfiger, art dealer Jeffrey Deitch, and V Magazine. Schwarzenegger- There's so much basic in that sentence. Mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger Ugh. is the eldest son of an actor and former California governor Arnold Schwarzenegger and his estranged wife, journalist Maria Shriver, who is a member of the Kennedy family. People too rich to get divorced. Yeah, this all feels like some behind the scenes for like uh some I don't know. Right. Did you did you have to tell me how many people walk around with the name Schwarzenegger? Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. We all get it, guys. Uh off stage, art abounded as a trio of nude women covered in body paint, wearing only giant wigs and black thigh high boots posed for pictures. Neon necklace clad plastic baby dolls were tucked into the branches of the trees surrounding the pool. Inside several poolside cabanas, art installations show video images of Cyrus with the neon green eyes like background, alongside strangely photoshopped images of her and messages accusing her of torturing her real fans and urging her to stop posting terrible art. Ah, this is... It's the most confusing this shit. Mm-hmm. Who are her real fans now that she's past 18? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, all the people waiting for her to be 18 have been sorely disappointed at her yes. antics since, right? Yes, they have. Maybe. Or else she's, you know, still jailbait enough that they're staring at her, but, you know. I mean, she doesn't really have, like, a grown woman body, body like, <laughs> thing. Like, she kind of still, I could see the kind of dude that's into, like, uh, you know, those prepubescent type chicks mm-hmm. like like being into that. I'm not into it. I'm not trying to shame the people that are. It's, it's mm-hmm. your it's your fucking thing. But you know, she never really put on any curves or anything. This is her in uh her her pasties. Um and she just looks so like this is I suck and I know it and this is all an act. And Every everybody around her looks that really uninterested, but the fat Grant Hill behind her is so like I gotta get home to my wife. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't even supposed to be out tonight. I told her I was just getting some right. cigarettes. That's gonna be plastered all across the front pages. Right? Can you tell me why somebody who weighs two pounds is wearing control top pantyhose? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe she got. You know, honestly, I tell you what. Uh, we don't want her, but I actually do think that she's gay and that there's like a big like situation going on with her inside mm-hmm. her but i th- I don't think that it's ever gonna like really kind of shake out but she's on that short list of shorter every day uh list of celebrities that i'm like 
you're gay, but you haven't talked about it yet. I, I think she is. I think a but, lot of times when you, I, I just, I can't tell with child stars because I feel like they have to repress so much shit. I know. To, yeah. to like, like you don't get to have a childhood like everyone nope. else did. So then when they like go through this phase of just acting out and just still, I, cause like once you stop being adorable, it's like America's like, you can go away now, but you're used to a certain level of attention. I feel like, Correct. not to get too serious, but like they are just grasping for that attention for the rest of their lives. Right. And you know, you're not cute anymore. We're not watching to hear you do a catchphrase. So, you know, and then because society only sees you in the prepubescent, not supposed to be a sex person, like not really a full grown adult. Asexual role. Yeah, I think they like act out and they're like, no, no, no. I ride dicks on stage, everybody. This is how much I love Ah. fucking because I'm a woman now and you guys need to understand that I'm out here fucking people. Okay, you can like me, put me in your movies and your TV shows again as a person that fucks people because i'm ready to grow up and it's like the world is like oh get it no what's wrong with you all right yeah sex is the thing that makes them grow up and it's kind of messed up because like the whole the whole like disneyfication like um nickelodeon kind of deal it is super asexual but you know like on the surface right but in fact they're totally selling this as like a titillating teen girl thing Mm -hmm. from like 13 to 17 because Mm -hmm. i mean i remember you know, the previously mentioned Ain't Shit magazine, Rolling Stone, having mm-hmm. a cover on it that was like when Lindsay Lohan turned 18. Right. That was like a celebration cover. Mm-hmm. And right. that was when she was in the Herbie movies. Yeah. You know, right. and, and it's like, and you know, they did it to the Olsen twins and they yeah. did it to yes, Hillary they, Duff and they yes. did it to this girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's that moment where it's like, oh, now all of the disgusting perversion that we have foisted upon you from 13 to 18 and said we weren't doing. Now we can come at at you with it full force and to stay relevant you have to comply right it's fucked up yeah and i think you know for their own career's sake and for their like just wanting that adoration and you know and because people have been kind of hypersexualizing them since they were too young correct they kind of like want to like it's like well now i get to do these things because, you know, I'm sure the motherfuckers at Nickelodeon was like, you ain't riding no fucking penises on... St- Are you crazy? Like, that's not what we're selling here. Like, we're selling you... You wear a blonde wig sometimes, and sometimes you don't. That's what we do here, you know? And I think that's where you get a lot of this, like, hypersexual shit. But, yeah, I, I mean... I get that, you know, she violated the code of, uh, by appropriating black culture, but I've always kind of felt like she just lost. Like, she don't, like, I don't even think she knows why she does this stupid mm-hmm. shit. Like, if she, you could no. sit her down and be like, why, why did you even put the big ass on? She'd be like, she couldn't even tell people you. People like big asses, and I wish people like me like they like big asses. Like, well, they don't. So it's not going to happen. Right. So yeah. you go back no. to doing country music. Um, so where where we started was uh apparently this art basil thing mm-hmm. in addition to the usher uh to usher raymond charging his phone inside of a lady's vagina um drake apparently got them hands put on him by diddy i love it i love it i love it oh. i love it, I love it. Mm-hmm. what did he say to, to puff daddy uh i don't well it wasn't to puff daddy he said uh, the rumor, Puff Daddy does not exist anymore. Right. The rumor is <laughs> again. The rumor is ah. he said to P Diddy's girlfriend Casey, who uh I mean, it seems like they've been dating forever. Like 
And they have. Yeah. Like, I, I thought they, they were dating long. when he was dating J-Lo. Like, I thought, like. Yeah, they've been together a long time. Got children and everything. So, apparently, um, uh, Sam Sneak, DJ Sam Sneaker, went on Twitter and said, Diddy put hands on that boy. He ain't go zero to 100. That boy left. Because uh, Drake has a song called Zero to 100. He said, nigga got a three-piece and two crying faces. Not a three-piece. you know he was crying laughing. Oh, and then uh, I forgot to mention the most important part of that first tweet. He ended it with the sleep face disease. <laughs> so it's like Drake was sleep. He said, y'all pray for Drake. It, ah! It'll come out soon. T emoticon, frog face emoticon. That's Kermit. <laughs> and, you know, mm. I here's, here's the thing. I love this story on so many levels. Um, I have no reason to dislike and disdain Drake as much as I do, mm. um, but I do. Uh, and I also feel right now the same way as I felt when Kanye went and beat that dude's ass for um, saying that to Kim Kardashian. Mm. I really did not think that Kanye was the guy to be like, oh, for real, and beat somebody's ass. And I didn't think Diddy was that guy either. And I'm just very happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, not to be too racist or stereotypical, but it's like uh Dave Chappelle said in his stand-up when he was talking about Bill Cosby, but he's like, people forget at the end of the day, he's still just a nigga from Philly. That's kind of the thing with, like, Kanye grew up on South Side of Chicago. Right. You know, Diddy, I think, is from New York. Like, you know, these motherfuckers fought, and they fought to get to where they're at. Right. Like, And they will fuck you up. I don't think anybody's above be taking it back to basics once in a while and just putting them hands on somebody if they disrespect it's Especially because Drake is so, you know, you see that little vine of him like fighting his way back into the club and getting held back by right. his bouncers or whatever. Like he really fronts like that's something that he does that he's hard or whatever. Right. But he does, he can't see, he, he's shooting bricks with Kentucky. Like somebody should have shot him or like uh, punched him in the face <laughs> for that shit. Right. Like, threw, are you for real? Like he's <laughs> such a poser. It's so threw, annoying. He threw money on the ground to get back into a strip club. That has never happened in the history of strip clubs. It's I, so annoying. Yeah, threw yeah. money on the ground to get back in yeah to get into the strip club to fight that is the opposite of everything i know about strip club decorum ever like you don't you, you don't throw money down outside and you Duh. don't and you don't go inside the strip club to fight you go outside the strip club to fight yeah you do now sam, you throw money in the air not on the ground sam goes on to say drake dislocated his shoulder drake at the hospital shaking my head and he said it definitely wasn't about Casey, so I don't know or Cassie, however you pronounce it. Uh, so it says here um, after that, the uh, at the as the last tweet claims the fight was not about the formerly famous person and currently Diddy Bonin singer Cassie, though other outlets are saying the dust up was Casey related. The New York Daily News says Diddy retaliated after Drake made nasty comments to her, a fetish request perhaps. Um, let's see. Uh, Drake. Some people say it was over money. I heard some somebody say it wasn't about her at all. That there was some money discussion that happened. Hmm. I don't know what kind of business they're doing together, though. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Drake's on Young Money. I I don't know. Yeah, there. I mean, I. I, But you know, maybe they gambled on something. Maybe they bet on something. Maybe they bet on Drake being a bitch. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, I bet you a bitch," and he was like, "No, I'm not." He said, "I win." <laughs> I want my money, Drake. Drake definitely got the shit kicked out of him, says Bullet Magazine editor Ray Lamone, oh. who stopped by the club earlier only to get a flurry of texts a short time later from friends who stayed behind. I heard they were taking him to the hospital. Man, I know that has to be the most secret hospital trip. 
of it's all like time. Beyonce level secret. They hospital. probably rented out a floor just so no one can see him all fucked up. Cause of course. That, th- listen, the memes that would go of a Drake that <laughs> if we had a picture of Drake with his shoulder dislocated, beat up. Look, if I'm an uh, ER nurse making like 70, 80 a year, I am absolutely selling that shit to TMZ. Oh, uh, what? I'm oh, about to you know, be TMZ rich. gonna pay. I'm about to be so rich. TMZ gonna find out who was on that list. Oh, there is an orderly man. there making like 20, 30K a year who has that picture. Man, right. I, I know He's this changing much. bedpans. I'll tell you this much. Art Bays are gonna be off the hook next year. <laughs> yes, it is. If this shit is some <laughs> annual shit, everybody going next year. Like, we miss Drake getting beat up. Usher charging his phone from somebody's vagina. I would put the picture in the chat. I, what I want, but I, I don't know if we can post nudity. So what I yeah. will do is, is I'll just post, uh, oh wait, no, that won't work. <laughs> that is going to show the picture. Oh, so it won't just do the link. Yeah. Oh, um, cause what do you do here? Enter first. Cause a lot of times I don't even get that shit well, to show. Yeah. No, I hit enter first. I'm yeah. Just, just post it. It won't work. If I just post it, if I just post it, 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 it just automatically pre-populate. Oh, I'll put it in the chat. There you go. Here, can guys. I ask a question? You can click on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, was it plugged in in the vagina? Look, click on that in the chat. Click on that link okay. and it will take you to the picture. There's some type of charger inside her vagina. Uh, cause I was using, like, is it like acidic and it creates some sort of like charge for a brief moment or like, is there a science reason? No, it's she just, got a USB cord in there. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. She's mm-hmm. sitting on it. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not in there. That's under. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Close, close caps to me. It's like horseshoes. <laughs> horseshoes, hand grenades, and yeah, pussy chargers. And pussy chargers. That works for me. Um, but yeah. So uh, Diddy beat up Drake um, yesterday. So uh, you know, and I. I feel bad for Drake, but Drake <laughs> Drake has been I don't, courting. He's rich. Who cares? You know he's been courting this like hardcore thug image for a while, and you knew at some point someone's gonna be like, "Oh, you think you really think you tough, huh?" Right. I'm not Chris Brown. Yep. Um. Let's talk okay. about let's talk about Christmas, okay, guys? What about it? It's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have kids. Yep. And Me. a lot of people have kids but you don't like those people you like those, that kid but you hate those people correct well here is scarymommy.com which is giving us gift suggestions for the kids of parents that you hate oh yes oh, case Lord. of red bull mm, i love it i love this idea already <laughs> uh i get back my revenge through your kids I, and then i look like a great person but really i'm fucking your house up uh rainbow loom is one of the items uh summer's fad is still growing strong even if they already if they already have one loom you can make it even bigger and better bracelets with a second uh it's uh it's a creative gift for both boys and girls uh but who is going to be picking up rubber band after rubber band after rubber band for the rest of their thankless life their mother that's who see wait Mm -hmm. do you not like the mother because the mother's the kind of person who picks up her kids toys and doesn't make them pick up their toys is that why you don't like her no 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 we just don't like let's look i don't like this lady she took my parking spot at the ymca got it and uh she's like her baby the best in ballet yeah and i can get her back through her kids uh, because i'm petty okay Uh, of course there is the the classic the staple of all homes that all parents hate 
Legos. Fuck ah. yes. I'm just Nothing worse. Up. Legos in a dark room at night. Mm. That'll do it. So good. Yeah, that'll have you cussing Every everybody time. out. Every time. So you guys can get Legos. That's a passive aggressive gift. And, and if you buy them a Lego set to like build one of those like pirate ships or something, the kids always lose the pieces before they do it right. Mm-hmm. And you also get the fun thing of sitting with your kid trying to make them build it right when they're getting like kid creative and trying to build something else. But then they cry because they didn't build the thing that is on the box. It's horrible. Yes. Ah. It's so great. So great. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they ain't got puzzle pieces. You know how you give them like the thousand piece set? That'll do it. Yeah. Well, keep guessing you might actually guess something on the list and ruin it <laughs> oh so. my bad i was guessing i didn't know uh voice changer this is oh, uh I got, I got one of those for my kid yeah voice changer is uh one of those things your kid can talk into and uh it's you know it looks like an air horn almost mm-hmm. yeah that really would drive you nuts so and, you know parents spend 90 percent of their time with their kids trying to tune them out you know, they can't they can't shut the fuck up we all know this because that's what kids do yeah it's not i that. liked it i thought it was fun i got um the one i got for him has a smaller it's for christmas now so i'm gonna keep my voice down mm. but um it has like a smaller uh speaker so it's not like a megaphone like that mm. but um also we live in a duplex so the adults are always upstairs having a party drinking and loud and dancing so it doesn't matter how much noise he makes during a party, and he's an only child, so he plays with it by himself, or mm. I don't think so. It's only going to be at a party where there's a bunch of other kids. Well, I feel like the younger the kid, the worse that gift is. Yeah, because he's 10, so it's not yeah. so Like, young. I wouldn't give it to a kid with some self-control, but i give that shit to, like, a toddler. Oh, yeah, give it to a four-year-old. Oh, oh the, they would drive oh, you fucking up the wall. The habit. There you go. Uh, of course, glitter. Oh, Jesus. Everywhere. Mm, glitter. So good. You'll find it in the toilet. Like, if I hate somebody, <laughs> I have thought about this many times. If I just didn't like somebody, I would love to just mail them a package of fucking glitter. Just like they open up the box thinking something and then just glitter fucking comes out. And it's just like, oh, get that up, you motherfucker. Yeah, That's gl- why I like it when the gay activists do like glitter bombs. It's so good. Yes. It's so good. It is the best type of protest. Because they're going to be showering that shit off their asses for you find months. It in your ear. It's horrifying. When they got right. Romney with that shit, I was like, good, awesome. get him. <laughs> I know he's going to be mad. Good. Right. You, you look down, that shit be. Uh, you put some socks on, you're like, how the fuck glitter is in my it's, goddamn it gets socks? Every, you can take a shower, glitter will be in your skin. You find yeah. it in your hair yes. weeks yes. later. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's, it's and sometimes fucking months later, you be yeah. like, I, I got a fuck. Why is this random piece of shiny ass glitter on my body? Yeah, that's the best. That's the worst. Um, and, and I, mm-hmm. hold on, and I fucked around one time and I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but I was like, ooh, some glitter, um, fingernail polish. <gasps> never. Take forever to get that shit off. Oh my gosh, never do that goddamn shit again. Oh, M- it's awful. Musical handbells. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> any musical I, history. No. No, no. Uh, any, any. I think drums yeah. got to be on top of the list. Drums what? have to be on top of the list yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but I don't know. Are you spending like 500 bucks to troll somebody? Like a drum set? Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's too much. No, I have to buy for a little bit. I think Layla got one uh, drum set for her birthday when she was like, what, four or five? Mm-hmm. Wow, and, uh, that's so young. But we had a good time. We actually uh, uh, encouraged her, which I don't know if that was good or bad. Well, and then uh, you went home. Correct. Right, right. That's not, yeah, Karen doesn't know what she's talking <laughs> about. Yeah, we, we did encourage her to play it. Yeah, but that doesn't really matter. We were there for an hour. That's right. different. That's totally different. <laughs> ah, that is true. Um, Mundo 
it's even worse than his sister plato mundo never dries out so you have to mess uh plato the annoyance uh, the annoyance of plato and the evidence of plato on your walls couch and carpet forever nope oh, oh so it doesn't drop oh so it's that shit that's always soft yeah build a bear uh, gift certificate Fuck that. Now, no. I, now this is an elaborate revenge, right? It is. Your it t- has hours of horrible hell. Right. You, your $25 gift made by the actual bear, but the parent will be stuck accessorizing the bear in pure bear hell. A bear right. cheerleader. No, a fireman. No, a football star. A doctor. A dentist. A cowgirl. The debate will go on for hours over every detail right down to the bear's toes. Best of all, it will almost certainly end in tears unless the parent is prepared to pay a hundred bucks and extras like glasses, roller skates, and crutches. Right. So you've either inflicted a tantrum of epic proportions on them in the middle of an overcrowded shopping mall or caused them to spend a small fortune just to shut their kid up. Correct. That Build-A-Bear shit, yes. And you can, like, put stuff where the child can, like, record their voices. And I've always wanted to, to actually go and make Build-A-Bear myself. But you actually, uh, but that's why, cause I was like, fuck it, I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a goddamn bear. But you can actually record your voice and put it in and squeeze it and it says your name. Like, like, they do everything to get for these kids. So, yeah, that's like a fucking nightmare. It's like, yeah, it's $25, but if you want shoes, that's another 15. You want a skirt, that's another 10. You want a hat, that's another 12. You want glasses, that's another 15. And before you know it, yeah. You that's just, a racket. Right be amazing gravity goo this chemistry strat this chemistry kit by the way no worse gift than a chemistry kit not even oh. for the parents for me you gotta be smart as fuck <laughs> to make that shit work like you do. i like i ne- like i was a very smart kid i've never felt dumber than when i opened up my chemistry set ah same 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 and it was like yeah combine this with that and i was like for what <laughs> like what the, what the fuck this this is like a toy that's just in pieces none of this works right and it didn't look like this on goddamn tv right mm-hmm. um but the chemistry kit requires adult supervision which is bad <laughs> yes because they'll <laughs> blow some shit up no i just like the fact no you, you just have, have to, to be in the room and yeah. watch them, like fuck around with it yeah, so they can make bullshit like fart rocks and like, oh. <laughs> but it also results in the creation of goo, goo, the nasty snot like crap that provide, that proves just how dirty one's house really is by pro- providing indisputable evidence of dog hair, dust, and God knows what else is stuck in that sticky mystery gunk. Yep. Uh, Rubik's 360. Now I haven't even seen, I haven't even heard what the of hell this. What is that? It's like a Rubik's Cube. Apparently, it's like the next level Rubik's Cube. I'll put a picture in the chat so you oh, guys can see Oh, this is not it. my generation of Rubik's Cube. Yeah, this, this is definitely some new shit for me. But, um. Oh, jeez. It, it says, remember how absolutely maddening Rubik's Cube was? The 360 is even more frustrating. <laughs> even more. With balls needing to fit within spears and refusing to stay put as you try to maneuver the others. Meltdown 100% guaranteed. No, see, they they don't they're not taking into account one extremely important variable here. Mm-hmm. ADHD. Cuz mm. I see that and I'm going to try two things, get frustrated and be like, "Yeah, fuck this." And I'm on to the next and so right. is my kid. <laughs> right. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That that one not that bad for me. No. And then this one actually I like, joke books. Yeah, that's uh, good. But yeah. no, but no. Like- no, 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 no. I mean, I like it as in it will help me get revenge. Yes, there's because nothing your worse. children will drive you goddamn nuts. There's nothing worse than hearing a joke you've heard a thousand times. Because kids don't go, oh, let's go through the whole book and maybe I'll find 
you know, I'll, I'll find them all humorous. They picked the Can't find one, maybe two jokes, and, and then you gotta going. hear that shit every day. <laughs> yes, you do! Until they get tired of the shit. I which know might Layla. Not be for months. Layla was straight up like, uh, knock knock, who's there? Orange. <sighs> yes! Yes, and she did it for years too! Orange. Orange, you glad I didn't say banana yeah, again? Yeah, yeah every time yes. i'm like layla you know you didn't set that up with the original bana- banana joke you were supposed mm-hmm. to say banana okay don't. <laughs> Just, she don't care she don't give her right. back context or- and then she and then it was like when she was still learning what was funny yeah so it wasn't like she like she wasn't laughing because she got it she was laughing because that's the part where the laugh where you're goes. supposed to laugh so <laughs> it, so even if i didn't laugh and she's like aren't you glad i didn't say banana <laughs> i was like i hate you i hate everything about it reminds you. me of borat kids are borat all the time like uh this suit is black not no this suit is black not no like this suit is not black no like just everything like no stop mm-hmm. it oh but yeah, I would love to get that for people uh, whose parents I hate. Um, all right, uh, <laughs> Walmart had to take down their ad for uh, I think it was a Christmas ad where um, uh, a black dude was in the ad and he had like his uh, daughter in there and uh, he like gave her a gift and she was so excited that she hugged him and then when she hugs him he goes, "I can't breathe." So they had to take oh, it out. Yeah. yeah. Which, That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they didn't think about it probably at the time they were shooting it. No way they could have known. This right. is like, you know, they did this months ago. Go. Correct. But, um, you know, they should they, sue the cops. Right. I know. Right. They I actually might they win. Did, they would win. Yeah. They actually have a chance, right? They might win. <laughs> yeah. They might actually get a trial. Yeah. But uh, you know, sucks for them, man, that they had to take that shit out. But yeah, but cry me river Walmart. Maybe yeah. they can take it out of the stock buyback money that they do instead of paying their employees minimum wage. Mm, that ain't never going to happen. That's so, you know. They, yeah. They're going to be like, well, shucks. I guess we had to pull that ad. So now, you know, more food stands for you. Yay. Stop me if you heard this before. PETA is upset. Mm-mm. All right. Tell me shock. Everyone take a drink. Uh, <laughs> PETA is very upset with the eaten alive uh tv show last night that promised to uh viewers that we would get to see paul rosalie uh get eaten alive by a giant anaconda that shit was so boring uh here's the other thing um everybody was pissed not just peter he didn't get eaten at all well this proves to me that nobody at peter has ever been eaten alive and they should really try it because it's kind of (laughs) nice Right, if you really want to help him out so well, much. Well, then I... Yes, am Karen? I the only one not understanding this? Were they mad about the anaconda? Did they think it was cruelty to him? Or it? Uh, Well, they think it's cruel. First of all, they thought it was cruel just to do this, which I agree with. It is kind of cruel. Well, for whom and for what, though? Um, I think it's cruel for the... I think it is cruel to... um, Even if it worked to like let the anaconda quote unquote eat this dude and then like go get the dude out of the anaconda somehow like that seems traumatic to the anaconda yeah, okay, i'll give you that that, that seems kind of, and fucking pointless right and, like and yeah that, that was their point that it was, was like, a two-hour special by the way well okay i have a question though mm-hmm. did he have buns i don't know if he had buns well was but... the anaconda did he want any then i'm not sure that the anaconda 
I even think want I have none. Good authority that that anaconda don't want none. That may mm-hmm. be what the problem was. Actually, well, maybe he did have buns because they actually had to stop the special. Uh, the reason he didn't get eaten, spoiler alert, is because um, he didn't factor into the fact. I'm um, into, uh, and this is something I put together as I was watching it and turned it off and never turned back after five minutes. Um, anacondas crush whatever the fuck they're gonna eat first. Um, Correct. no shit. Correct. And the first thing, my literally my first thought, I watched five minutes and I was like, "But how is the soup gonna keep them from being crushed to death?" It's Here's not. my question: Is Google broken? Right. Like. Or did you not watch any Discovery Channel Anaconda shit first? Like, or the fucking movie Anaconda. Right. Speaking it, of buns. Right. It doesn't do, ah. like, it's not like it's just gonna be like, um, cause JLo is in there, right? She yeah. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that Anaconda did win. 90s her. references for the win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, uh, I'd like, I immediately was just like, cause when I watch these things, I always root for the animals, which is why obviously I, can't. I had to stop watching Discovery Channel because like white people are like 100,000 animals are like zero right now. <laughs> so, um, I, but yeah, when, when I tuned in and then like you see them like, oh my God, they're playing like super dramatic music. They're doing shaky cam when nothing's happening. So, like, it'll just be two ah. people talking. And, you know, shaky cam makes you feel like something's happening when it's not. And it's just like, is that an anaconda over there? Shaky cam, shaky cam. Is that an anaconda over there? It's shaky cam. And then dramatic music, like, dun, 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 dun. And then it's like, no, no, it's just a bird. Dun, 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 we'll be back. And it's like, go to break, watch commercials. Oh, that shit was so boring. I right. don't know how much we watched, but this shit was boring. And I was rooting for the snakes, too. Uh, because they was like, well, we don't want to uh, roll up on the anaconda while they're having an orgy. And I was like, fuck it. I hope they bite all y'all asses for going in their living room while they fucking leave them animals alone. And I, I swear they drugged or something with that snake. Because the snake, when they caught it, was just so like, I guess you got me. Oh, I, it boy. wouldn't surprise me if they did. Oh, I'll tell geez. you what. This is really, literally, literally a Monty Python sketch from 40 years ago where there is a foot race and it's actually called a get it eaten by a crocodile contest. And the, the entire sketch is like, so you run over here, you roll in the, um, in the sauce of your choice, mm-hmm. a hollandaise or drawn butter or something else. And then you have like a slip and slide that you run and slide on your stomach down the crocs gullet and try to get him to chew you as fast as you possibly can. And then whoever is a pile of crocodile shit at the end is the winner. <laughs> oh. Like literally 40 years ago, this was a comedy sketch for somebody yeah. else. And now wow. Discovery's doing it like for real. Well, apparently uh, they're upset that he let the animal almost eat him, but didn't let him eat him. And I'm kind of on their side. I really wish if, if he was about that life, he would have just wore a fucking GoPro and went out to the woods by himself. Yeah, but didn't he, ha- <laughs> didn't he have the nerve to have on a... Um, what you call the suits? The uh, storm stormtrooper suit. It was a. It looked. It was like a cross between um, what divers wear when they like go deep sea diving. Because mm-hmm. I had like an air tank and shit. But like I said, it crushed his arm, and he's just like, oh, I felt that my arm was about to break, so I had to tap out. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm like, really? How, <sighs> how, how, how else did you think this fucker was gonna eat you, dog? Yeah, so, but Peter's mad, so I guess something good came out of it. Yeah, thank God, right? Right. <laughs> like, the first time I actually agree with them, because they know to be on some bullshit. They normally be like, uh, pig's blood, just like black folks. Get the fuck out of here, Peter. Yeah, man, anacondas ain't no joke anyway. No, did you hear that plants can feel pain? 
I knew this. I already, I told people I was ahead of the curve. I know. And now it came out today. There was a statistical study or a scientific study that said that there's definitely a pain reaction in plants. They know if they can be eaten. So these people can get off their fucking high horse and I can get on my pigs. Mm-hmm. Way to catch up. Ah. Science. Yeah, I, right. I, I mean, yo, come on. Way to take the slow route. You could have just listened to our podcast. And I would have told you that a long time ago. Correct. Of course, plants can feel pain. They're alive, right? Duh. Like they right. want, like they want to be eaten and shit. No. Please. Nothing wants to be consumed. Um, no, you correct. just have to th- not think about it like everybody else. Right. Now I'm going to show up and watch vegans eat salads and be like, look at you. <laughs> you just self-righteous like motherfucker. Just like me. Um, alright, let's talk about something that'll piss everybody off. And it's not okay. fucking with black people yet. Uh-oh. It, it kind of is, it kind of isn't. Um, the griot.com published an uh, article called protesting or posturing how to tell if you're protesting or just posturing for social media, uh, which is, uh, you know, felt like a hot topic in 2012, but, uh, <laughs> they decided to read to bring it back. I don't know up. if you're writing or just posturing for social media, right? How to a know article by the griot, how to know if you're writing an article or need some clicks, um, <laughs> So do you have a stupid ass headline? Either you're dumb or you need clicks. <laughs> they basically said, you know, Ferguson, Mike Brown, Eric Garner, police brutality, body cameras, tear gas, looting, post-racial, new black, shut it, hashtag shut it down, hashtag black lives matter, hashtag crime and white. 2014 has been a year ripe with racially tense buzzwords and hashtags all centered around discussing the way black men are disproportionately profiled and killed by those who are supposed to be protecting them. Um, that's not exclusive to black men, but okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's that. that There's a lot of black women that are all of a sudden not existing now. Apparently. Right. We disappeared. And the not only that is, you know, it's larger than that. It's just crimes against people. But, you know, it's one of those things where. No, no, no. It's black. I, it's about black people. Well, I, but this specifically, yes, it's about yeah, black people. We are the, the hashtags he's picking. Okay. Or whoever wrote, who wrote this? Yeah, whoever wrote see. this. Okay. It's specifically about blue, black people. Then yes. Blue Taluzma. So I don't know what gen, I don't even know. Is that like a destiny character? <laughs> right. Blue, blue but I don't know anything uh, that is happening to black men that isn't also happening to black women. Correct. Right. And yeah. it doesn't affect them. <laughs> okay. Well, and I always see black women on the front lines of all of these protests. But when it comes to something like the street harassment, I don't see black men on the front line of those protests. Correct. Oh, see, actually, she also wrote that Kim Kardashian um, comparison to. Um, uh, what was the black Venus? Is that what she's called? Um, oh, the Venus hot and tot. Yeah. Yeah. She, she wrote that article too. Which that was I, stupid. Yeah. Nobody liked. Okay. Well, anyway, this is also stupid. The end. I'm not reading. <laughs> no, the QED, end. This girl yeah. is not right. It's very, it. it's, it's just too long and I don't care. Um, but we were supposed to be mad at that. So arg. Um, I'm pretty mad. I'm very mad. Yeah. I'm upset. Uh, let's talk about this. The newsroom writer, Alina Smith argued against Cape campus rape plot line. Now I don't watch the newsroom, so I wasn't able to watch this live and get upset. I know some people do watch it and they were apparently very upset because there was a very controversial episode about campus rape. Um, and, uh, it looks like Aaron Sorkin's already released a statement to HuffPuff entertainment but let me read the original article first the newsroom has been criticized since its inception for its problematic sexual and gender politics a new round of criticism began at this sunday night's episode which featured a storyline centered around campus rape in the episode don thomas sadowski 
told tells a woman who has reported a sexual assault that he is morally obligated to believe her attackers uh her alleged attackers claim of innocence until he's proven guilty after sharing new yorker critic emily newsbaum's analysis of the episode titled the newsroom's crazy making campus rape episode newsroom writer alina smith tweeted that she had been kicked out of the writer's room when she tried to argue against the storyline uh on twitter she says as emily newsbaum points out in her review of tonight's ep you can't criticize sorkin without turning into one of his characters so when i tried to argue in the writer's room that we maybe skip the storyline where a rape victim gets interrogated by a random man i ended up getting kicked out of the room and screened at just like Haley would have for a bad tweet i found the experience quite boring i wanted to fight with aaron about the nsa not gender i don't like getting cast in this outdated in his outdated role other critics and writers also took issue with the episode on twitter uh k author says if you're going to watch the newsroom tonight just know it deals with campus rape and it couldn't be worse <laughs> i like i like that it couldn't be worse afterwards because i'm wondering like did she mean this episode was the fucking worst or just the way they dealt with it is the fucking worst because either way it's damning but i wonder which right. which it is now or since it sounds like she doesn't want to work with him anymore is the fucking newsroom the fucking worst because that is what i have heard yeah i've heard the show isn't that good that's what i, I heard, heard it's terrible and so you know whatever obviously aaron sorkin's a megalomaniac and yeah. he's really trying to um advance himself in this like he does in everything else yeah, and this but- is their last season yeah, I mean, is. this should the first the first episode should have been their last season. I really like, who like, cares? I tried with that show. Me too. I could, but mm. for me, it was too preachy. Like I was, it just had this feel of like nobody talks like this, and it lost me. But I tried. The um, Sorkin cadence, like after West Wing, after you know you you've heard it for you know seven or eight seasons or however long. When when many of us have really watched West Wing, mm-hmm. I just feel like we don't need any more of the same thing. Yeah, and um, you know. Then, then we get into the other, the other issue, which is this idea that like a journalist is morally obligated to believe innocent until proven guilty as some sort of social moray, when in fact right. that is the standard of a courtroom right. and not the standard of speaking about whether or not things happened um, from a journalistic level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really hate perpetuating that nonsense, but it doesn't surprise me at all that Sorkin would. Yeah, everybody yeah. gets real, like, get in, gets really into legalese when anyone accuses someone of a sexual crime of any nature it uh, it's always like well you have a right to face your wit your, the witness and to face the person that's accusing you and also guilty innocent to proven guilty and also habeas corpus you're like dog we're just talking it's yeah just i mean us. i have a first amendment right to talk about it i'm not right. accusing you of anything in court or bringing charges against you the sixth amendment doesn't attach and neither does any kind of jeopardy or habeas corpus so talk to me about something that fucking matters right like you're not a lawyer you don't know what is or isn't and innocent until proven guilty doesn't mean that people can talk about it you know right. have to skirt your little idea of whether or not you're innocent when they speak about it in public if Correct. you've gone around doing your dirt in public like cosby did for example i don't need a courtroom to tell me whether or not i think he did it and right. that's all i'm saying is my opinion in the in just the general court of public opinion right. and not in a court of law i don't have the power to bring charges against the man and neither does anybody else because the statute of limitations right it's not like i'm gonna go objection Yo, Anna, in the middle of Sustained. a fucking conversation. Um, Eric Thurm says, I don't like Jews, which is a quote, is oh one of, Lord. he said, is one of the less offensive lines from this episode. 
goodbye to his career. <laughs> he said, oh! he said, that's the one of the less offensive lines in the episode of the newsroom. God damn, what did they do? I almost want to watch it now to be like, <laughs> what the they're trying so hard. This is like the thirstiest episode ever. You know that this press release was put out in order that people watch it to be offended. Man, right? well, you know, also timing wise, they couldn't have set it up any quote unquote better because of Rolling Stone. Right. Like there's no, like literally there's, that's just one of those times where you're just like, uh, no way to know how that was going to happen. Right. About like Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. Yeah, did they did the Bill, last year. The like, Bill Cosby episode. Right. right. It's like the opposite of Walmart with the I Can't Breathe ad. Right. It was just like perfect. Like, I know perfect. it's fucked up, but somewhere, somewhere that wrote Black Dynamite was like, yes. Yeah. Perfect. They uh, already had it scheduled. Campus rape and the newsroom. What could possibly go wrong? And then it's a uh, link to a review. Stupid uh, white men writing the shit. That's right. what wrong. Uh, <laughs> that newsroom was like the peanut butter of Sorkin's issues with women characters hitting the chocolate of his insanity about the internet. <laughs> oh lord. Here's my question. Here's my question. <laughs> oh like, boy. <laughs> oh, so good. Like, how many times are we going to have a discussion about how a baby boomer white dude doesn't get gender issues? How many times yeah. are we going to have this talk? Yeah. Duh. I mean, and it, like, the, why are you still hiring him and thinking he's going to be this sensitive purveyor of any culture other than his own? Correct. And everybody puts forth their own culture. That's why we need more voices so right. that there are more cultures. It's going to be a complete, like, monolith if you only have the same motherfuckers writing the same shit that <laughs> did it since the mid-90s. Yeah, why right. is Sorkin different? Because he's not different. He's mm-hmm. Sorkin. And it seems to, like, permeate his work, uh for a long time like people have always seemed to have issues with him around gender so uh, he's not the only one he's right. so far from the only one and people act like they care and i'm like but you still keep hiring him and his ilk to do the right. same shit over and over again uh finally Aaron sorkin places himself where no one wanted him at the intersection of campus rape and the internet and another link and uh he wrote a statement that uh is uh, it's very wordy. He says, let me take a moment to say that I understand that the story in last night's episode 305, Oh, about Don trying to persuade a Princeton student named Mary Sarah Sutherland not to engage in a crossfire style segment on the show has catalyzed some passionate uh, debate this morning. I'm happy to hear it. it catalyzed- I love those clicks. Mm-hmm. right it catalyzed some passionate debate in our writers room too arguments in the writers room at the newsroom are not only common they're encouraged the staff's ability to argue with each other and with me about issues ranging from journalistic freedom versus national security to whether or not cat Dennis should come back and save the company is one of the greatest assets and something i look for during the hiring process Ultimately, I have to go into a room by myself and write the show, but before I do, I spend many days listening to, participating in, and stoking these arguments. As with any show, I have to create a safe environment where people can disagree, and no one fears having their voice drowned out or worse marked. Alina Smith, a staff writer who joined the show for the third season, had strong objections to the Princeton story and made those objections known to me in the room. I heard Alina's objections, and there was some healthy back and forth. After a while, I needed to move on. There's a clock ticking, but Alina wasn't ready to do that yet. I gave her more time, but then I really needed to move on. Alina still wouldn't let me do that, so I excused her from the room. The next day, I wrote a new draft of the Princeton scenes, the draft you saw performed last night. Alina gave the new pages her enthusiastic support. So I was surprised to be told this morning that Alina had tweeted out her unhappiness with the story. But I was even more surprised that she had so casually violated the most important rule of working in a writer's room, which is confidentiality. It was a... (laughs) It was a room in which people felt safe enough to discuss private and intimate details of their lives in the hope of bringing dimension to stories that were being pitched. 
that's what happens in the writer's room and while ours it was the first one alina ever worked in the importance of privacy was made clear to everyone on our first day at work that was reinforced constantly i'm saddened that she's broken that trust shade shade sounds like she (laughs) i'm so uh, sorry that she's so inexperienced she didn't know to shut the fuck up when i told her to yeah right although i doesn't she know that i'm the creative genius who retires to the room by myself to aggregate everybody else's petty emotions because i'm the neutral here Mm mm-hmm I do wonder though, like, cause I've never worked in a writer's room. I wonder how much is that a staple of a writer's room where like, Hey, whatever happens in here stays in here. And will that affect her ability to work? Like, will people be like, Oh, right. we don't want her in the room because if she does disagree about something, it's definitely going to come out and people are going to find out. Well, I would not be surprised having never written, uh, written or been in a writer's room. I don't know, but ha- I, I would not be surprised by what confidentiality is generally a part of a, wider, a writer's room aspect. But I really think that the reason that she's not going to get work after this is because, um, she told her boss, no, you're doing fucking wrong and she wouldn't back down. Mm, yeah. And then she went public when he wouldn't listen. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's interesting because, you know, on the one hand, you know, I love that someone will stand up on their principles and, if he didn't fire her after that, which I mean, the season's over, so I'm he assuming will. they're done. Uh, and there's, well, the series is over, so there's right. nothing to even fire her from at this right. point. So if he let her work the rest of the season, then I guess that's kind of good on him because you know you can disagree with him even if he ultimately goes no. against you and not like retaliates against you. I think um, he's going to retaliate against her just because his now? show is over doesn't mean that he that he's not Aaron Sorkin. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he started off by basically saying the bitch don't know how to shut up. She came right. in here. She's inexperienced. She's right. not even that good. Right, mm-hmm. right. You and know. and he also gets a little self-aggrandizing kick out of being like, listen, you can disagree with me. I do want a healthy debate, etc. If he had fired right. her, he wouldn't be able to say that. But he can make sure she never gets hired again. Well, he didn't know she would come out with this. So, like, I don't, like, I, I'm willing to say two things can exist at once. One, he must have been okay with her disagreeing and let it, like, he let it ride at some point. Like, there was no, like, I could see him being like, um, I'm a fucking megalomaniac and you disagree, you're fired. Like, you, you I kicked you out the room and don't fucking come back. Oh, yeah. So he must have fostered some type of like, yes, you can disagree with me and still work here, which I think is cool. Then coming out with the, <laughs> uh bitch this is your first job um you don't even supposed (laughs) you ain't even supposed to be talking about this you like the changes that i made and you was cool with it so i feel like that was petty like he really could have what happened was he disagreed she disagreed with him in public such that he threw her out of the room and then she went oh shit i need my job and so she came back crawling and that's the enthusiastic good for you you totally did it right you nailed it boss right i'm like at this point i mean I'm assuming she'll hopefully speak for herself at some point, but you know, at this point it does put the question, just this idea of how petty he can be now, because I think the whether you know, it might not have vindicated him, it might not have made him feel better, but I think the correct response here would have just been a, look, we go through a lot of shit in the writer's room. We, we try to keep it confidential and you know, people disagree all the time. And I thought it was cool, but apparently I was wrong. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. cause that's the but most you can really instead, get. Chief Petty Officer Aaron Sorkin. Exactly. He went ahead and got Chief Petty on her. 
like uh but i don't like that dude anyway or care so like i didn't watch any of that show which is fucked up because it's like if i well actually no i can't even say that if i like the show i probably still would be like i don't give a fuck uh if that dude is a good person or not because i normally don't care if Mm -hmm. they aren't separate from the artist for most of us i'm always like yeah he's a bad person whatever (laughs) (laughs) i enjoyed that thing (laughs) um uh there's an snl sketch that was cut for time yeah Um, i saw that um i want to see if i could play it for the show but um it was about ferguson now i don't know if cut for time means uh we were scared to play it or if it really was cut for time like, cut for, no no uh, i tell you there was one of this i've you know white people love snl and i'm no exception i've watched a lot of snl in my life i've watched the snls from the 70s with my dad mm-hmm. um i happen to know that when they do a string of impressions mm-hmm. in an snl sketch 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 it's usually after the weekend update and it's usually one of these filler sketches at the end to give everybody something to do. Um, and you know, that's like a funny impression kind of thing. They had like three impression sketches on that episode Mm. and none of them good. Yeah. See, I was going to say if it's funnier than everything else, probably not cut for time. Right. You know, uh, I got to play this cause it is fucking funny and it involves my homie Keenan who, I don't care what people say, Keenan still the best thing about Saturday Night Live this year. Right, this um, is last year, ain't it? He yeah. is a pro. I'm gonna miss him when he's gone, man. Oh, what they gonna do, man? And I still, I still give him credit for getting them black women on that damn show, man. It's true. Oh yeah, that was stealthy. He was like, I'm not putting on no more dresses. So y'all, I don't know what's wrong. Like, I don't know if every black woman they see isn't talented, but apparently we gonna need some black women. And uh, right, y'all went and got some. That was a stealthy move on his part. Everybody was mad at him, but you know what? He did it. He did it the exact right way to make sure it happened. Yeah, he did it smooth, man, without getting fired too. Cause, that's right. You know, it's, that's that's the hard part. People don't want to talk about. Right? Because I don't know. I don't know who gonna do the Steve Harvey once he leaves. Oh, don't even <laughs> get me started. You got the best Steve Harvey, man. Don't even get me started, Karen. All right, let me play this for everyone. That concludes our local coverage this hour of the developments in Ferguson. Obviously, tensions remaining extremely high here in the greater St. Louis area, with many fearing our community will never be the same. Just unbelievable. Please, stay safe out there. Okay, while the protests aren't the only thing happening in our area, let's toss it over, as we always do, to our morning team for Rise and Smile with Kip and Jenny. We're we're good. No, please don't. (laughs) What do you guys have for us today? Can we just show a rerun or something? You're live. Deep breath, Jenny. Read the prompter. Thanks for making us part of your morning, St. Louis. It's time to rise and smile. But please don't play the jingle. And the jingle has like every like funny, happy thing you can think of, like sipping coffee, making funny faces, all that shit. Okay, let's just plow through this. Um, how was your weekend, Jenny? Spend it holding a fireplace poker and protecting my property. So why don't we skip the chit-chat and talk about some weekend events? Enrollment is open for the annual 5K Holiday Fun Run. 
If you're looking for a good jog, it's being called the most superior race in town. Now, why would you write that? <laughs> <laughs> Downtown on December 9th, the Blackies are performing. I'm sorry, the Blackies. I'm, so, I'm truly sorry. Keenan's eyes are so good. When he was looking at her, when she said the Blackies, he was like, oh. <laughs> it's oh, called you Black are Keys. fucking up. Yes. I'm going to continue speaking quickly so I don't think about that moment. Oh, I, I just thought of someone that's not us. Let's uh, go to Trisha Darby with a traffic report. Trisha, how's the traffic out there? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's just skip to our guest segment. Please welcome the author of the Healthy Eating Guide, Yum Yum and My Tum Tum, Chef Daryl. Hey. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning, Kip. Good morning, Jenny. Uh, so you're visiting to make us a healthy breakfast today. That's right. Uh, turns out when you schedule a book tour eight months ahead, the cities stay pretty much set in stone. So here I am to cook with you here in this part of the country. And, and what are you making for us today? Today, we're making a frittata. Now, to make it healthy, we're only going to use the whites of the egg. Use the whole damn egg. <laughs> it's, not, it's not healthy that way. Whole egg, Daryl. Uh, so now this frittata got an award at the Aspen Food and Wine Festival. Yes, it won the grand jury prize. And who am I to argue with the grand jury? Oh, hot God. <laughs> oh, sorry, I heard that as I was saying it. Too I'm... late. You said it, and now we're all on YouTube forever, okay? Oh, now... Let me ask you, um, your book here is signed Chef Daryl. Uh, are you like Sting or do you have a last name? Ha uh, ha ha. No, uh, no, I do have a last name. What is it? Wilson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> your, your name is Daryl Wilson? Uh, yeah, not that, you know. Uh, anyway, do you want to protect? <laughs> they moonwalked out of the sea. Yeah, they was like, uh oh, no, no, sir. something else that I'm going to figure out what that is at the end of this sentence. And, and that thing is that I drive a Pontiac vibe. Well, why don't we check on that traffic one more time. Trisha, is that the Chicago skyline? Hell yes, and I am not coming back. <laughs> that was a good idea she had. Yeah, we should have done that. We should have done, done, done that. Okay, you know, that's all the time we have. I'm going to make the call to cut the show 53 minutes short today. Can I just say, do you, do you know how hard it was to get my last name taken off the books? People don't get to choose their names. I, Daryl Wilson, am the victim here. Oh. <laughs> Please tell me I heard that wrong. Okay, that, it just didn't come out right. Just Stop talking, Eggman. <laughs> we leave you now with a classic rock medley from Missouri's own vocal quartet, the sing a ling a lings Good God. We didn't start a fire. So that skit got cut for time, man. But oh. I, I, yeah, I wish they would have showed it, man. They get they get it both ways this way because they don't have to show it on TV where mostly old white people watch it, but they mm -hmm. get everybody to see it the next day and people will actually see it because it's like forbidden cut for time. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Let's. Play it's fun. It was funnier than everything else. Yeah. Uh, use the whole damn egg. That's that's one of the reasons. <laughs> that's one of the reasons you don't even have to watch SNL anymore. Um, 
because uh hulu well just the funniest shit will be on sunday like just here you go um mark Wahlberg is trying to get pardoned of crimes um we talked about him uh but there's more details now Uh oh um apparently uh he remember he he, when he was 14 he chased uh some school children threw rocks at them and yelled racial slurs Mm -hmm. as they were walking the defendants uh michael goldfoyle Derek Forkart and Mark Wahlberg uh, and another white male began to follow them on bicycles. One of the defendants said to the Coleman's, we don't like black niggers in the neighborhood, so get the fuck away from the area. The group of white males then chased the Coleman's using their mopeds. During the chase, the group of white males yelled, kill the nigger, kill the nigger, and each threw a rock at the Coleman brothers and sisters. Oh. According to the suit, Wahlberg and his friends spotted the children with their teacher, a Mrs. Dyches, Shice, okay, out of the, out on the field trip the next day. Wahlberg and his friends allegedly yelled racial slurs and again threw rocks at the children. Two girls, one black student and one white student, were hit in the head. Wahlberg was also accused of throwing a bag of rocks at another white female student. The teacher had to summon an ambulance, which eventually chased the defendants away from Mrs. Dyches or Dyches. Anyway, and her students. This is not making him look good at all. Wahlberg agreed to a final to, by, to a final judgment by consent, settling the case without admitting any guilt. He also made an agreement not to assault, threaten, intimidate, or harass people because of their race, violation of which would result in criminal charges. So then, in sixteen, when he was sixteen, he attacked a Vietnamese man named Than Lam, who was walking down the street with two cases of beer. Wahlberg was carrying a large wooden stick approximately five feet long and two inches to three inches in diameter. Wahlberg approached uh, Than Lam. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Are you sure it wasn't a two by four? That means that, that sounds kind of stupid to me. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like it was a two, five, two by five. <laughs> who, who said it was five feet instead of four feet? Are you uh, sure yeah. it was just a two by four? Come on. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is. You got to add that extra foot because. Yeah, it is scary. Make them look worse. Like, right. oh, yeah, the five by three, y'all. He's like, who makes, who makes sticks like that? Motherfucker don't play. Three by five? Shit. <laughs> Wal- Wahlberg uh, approached Than Lamb calling him a Vietnam fucking shit. Whoa. Then hit him over the head with the stick. Than Lamb was knocked to the ground unconscious. Oh. The stick broke in two and was later recovered from the scene. After the police arrested Wahlberg, he stated, you don't have to let him identify me. I'll tell you now that that's the motherfucker whose head I split open on the word or words to that effect. But Wahlberg committed a second assault before police caught up to him. Court documents say as he fled Than Lamb, he ran into a second Vietnamese man, Hoa Trinh. Wahlberg ran up the whole trend, put his arm around Trent's shoulder and said, police coming, police coming, let me hide. After police cruiser passed, Wahlberg punched in Trent in the eye and causing him, caused him to fall to the ground. Police arrived and whole Trent identified Wahlberg as the person who punched him. Wahlberg was placed under arrest and read his rights. Thereafter, he made numerous unsolicited racial statements about gooks and slant eyed gooks. Trent was oh. permanently blinded in one eye. Wahlberg, oh, uh, who also had weed on him, was arrested for attempted murder and eventually pled guilty to two counts of criminal contempt. Uh, though 16 at the time, he was charged as an adult, received a 90-day sentence, of which he served 45 days. Uh, he also... And then, well, Gawker's me and Chief Petty Officer here, because then they add... <laughs> Uh, in, 19, in 1992, the 20-year-old Wahlberg, now famous as Marky Mark of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, wrote a memoir dedicated to his penis. Uh, the crime shortest book ever written <laughs> yes it was two pages 
in 92 Wahlberg avoided uh managed to avoid criminal charges for assault and battery when he reached a settlement with the victim just days before the trial was scheduled to begin the victim was a 20 year old security guard named Robert D. Crehan said Wahlberg kicked him in the face repeatedly while Wahlberg's bodyguard Derek McCall held him down oh. Crehan who later had to have his jaw wired shut said he was satisfied with the unspecified settlement and didn't want to pursue the case any further miscellaneous crimes he also claims he stole kids stole cars rolled rich kids and was free basic cocaine by age 13 well, uh, goddamn. Mm-hmm. uh asked if he was a good thief Wahlberg told laura logan i was pretty good i was pretty good i was pretty daring a rare positive influence for Wahlberg was his father jim was father jim flavin the street punk and the parish priest struck up an unlikely friendship flavin saw a glimmer of Wahlberg's future one day during Wahlberg's many appearances in court before a judge he was just pouring it onto the judge, you know, uh, pouring it onto the judge. You know, I'll never do it again. You know, I'm sorry. He was wonderful. You know, he started tearing up. The judge just melted and said, all right, you know, this will be it. And he turned around and started uh, started out, and he looked at me and winked, and I said, you little bugger. That was an Academy Award performance in the courtroom. Father Flavin says that he could barely see you over the steering wheel when you were driving around waving at him with stolen cars. Um so now he wants this, um, he wants to be pardoned. So why he's got his panties in a bunch about a pardon now? He wants to be a uh, reservist for the Los Angeles Police Department. Oh, well, then I can't believe that they would need him to be pardoned before they did that. Must- Everybody knows the LAPD is as big fucking crooks as every gang in the city. Yeah, I feel like that would be like a huge, um, like, positive like shouldn't he go yeah to the top i thought of the that candidates? was like qualifying for the lapd all right shouldn't he be like chief or something like <laughs> don't they know. ask you that shit on the test yeah why does he want to be a cop i don't know uh maybe he wants to be uh he should be lieutenant as far as i'm concerned um because he's already got it he's already got a peg for me um all right so uh that, enough of him but yeah i'm glad we got the details of that and i love that the internet's forever and shout out to the smoking gun who uh mel did say would be back right yeah um so she was like you know i would love to see uh the smoking gun start going back bringing up people's old shit yeah mel had the smoking gun on the smoking gun that was good it was dope um so let's talk about rolling stone apparently they wrote an article which we didn't cover one because it was long yeah uh, it was which Mm -hmm. if i'm not gonna read all of something i'm not talking about it like i'm just not like um so i was like all right cool you know rolling stone apparently um covered this huge thing about a girl who was uh you know sexually assaulted on the uva and i was wondering why everybody all the comedians i follow were making uva frat bro jokes like they were saying like you know like yeah the uva frat bros are gonna induct bill cosby in as a lifetime member i was like what what, what happened with uva <laughs> well apparently there was a story that this girl was uh sexually assaulted by a guy who pretended like he's gonna he went on a date with her as the story took her to a frat house and then like six dudes came out of nowhere uh knocked her to the ground sexually assaulted her she never went to the police never had a rape kit done um and but but uh during this expose on on campus rape uh rolling stone decided like hey we would like to have a personal story to kind of attach this to um so they used her they gave her like a you know a nickname 
uh, I think it was like Jackie or something like that. They promised not to reveal her identity. They didn't reveal the identity of her alleged, uh, like attacker or the, I mean, the guy who went on the date and set everything up. So, you know, that's kind of, um, I think par for the course as far as if, you know, if you're going to report the story. Well, come to find out some of the details in her story may have been, uh, wrong or they, at the very minimum, they didn't check them. So, uh, they decided that because they didn't check the details, which they said they did to protect her, like, we're not going to talk to the people at the fraternity. We're not going to see if they had any functions these nights. We're not going to see any of this shit. We're just going to be like, we believe you and we're going to print this. So it turns out some of the shit didn't check out. So they issued a retraction that pretty much said it's our fault for believing her. Like is like she lied and it's our fault for, for letting her lie to us. We should not have placed our trust in her. Instead of doing your fucking job, which is reporting and investigating and see this, this is my problem. I've always oh, said this and you, which guy is more Hold on, let me meet this. What the fuck was that? All right, go ahead, Karen. No problem. This is my job and I always have a problem when you start being cheap in the newsroom and you start firing people, your, your people to do the research, your people to do the study, the people to check the, check the, check the facts. When you start firing them people that want to be the first and just want to get shit out there. And my thing is who the fucking buy, who goddamn buys Rolling Stone? That's the thing. Who purchased <laughs> the fucking well, Rolling Stones? Yeah, I don't know who does. The thing is also, um, it, but, but they have done a lot of hard hitting, like, They've broken some big stories there. Matt, Hastings, Matt, Hastings used to write for them. Yeah, Matt Ta- Taibbi used to write for them too. Like he still does. Oh, he still does. Okay, yeah. So it's not like it's just trash, right? It's, I mean, Hastings broke that general general McChrystal story in Rolling Stone. Exactly. It's actually kind of surprising that it made it to print. To, in my opinion, that someone didn't go. Well, did you talk to you know? Did you like verify, verify some of this stuff because right. it feels like something where you would just go well not we you know we have to like check this shit and we have to make sure it's right uh um, you know i i feel yeah. like i read this story completely differently than most people and completely and i think i read it in the way that rolling stone intended mm-hmm. and then they walked it back the way that i read it was um this character jackie right is like an entree into the um rape culture that's alive and well at uva and at five side right. the fraternity that they um implicated in this situation and the reason that I thought about her as sort of like a character, um, kind of like Nick in the Great Gatsby or some someone akin to that who walks you through this world that you're not um, already aware of, all the aspects of it. Mm-hmm. The reason I thought of her that way was because they gave her a pseudonym. They named no one that she um, accused, mm-hmm. which has problems for that defamation issue later on. Um, they didn't give a lot of details about her and her specific stuff. They sort of made that. I really thought it was like a conglomeration of several people's stories mm-hmm. given a name called Jackie, because then they went ahead and interviewed people who are like campus rape crisis people and people who have extremely hardcore facts and um, background for their own stories. Wow. Even when the Washington Post in their takedown of Rolling Stones, quote unquote, not fact check Jackie story. They even said, you know, Jackie talked to her friend who was raped and her other friend who was raped at UVA by frats. And both of them said they believed her at first because they had been raped the same way. And then secondly, they kind of started to hear inconsistencies in her story and didn't know who to believe. And I'm like, okay, so you quoted two people, both of whom were definitely raped at UVA, but Jackie's story could not have happened 
because of XYZ such inconsistency, like Phi Psi, the fraternity at issue, who has their own motives for everything, says that they didn't have an official party that night, so they couldn't have possibly ha- hosted this issue, and that ritual rape is not part of their recruitment process, so this couldn't possibly have happened on their campus. Are you f- for fucking serious right now? Yeah, You know what's right. weird to me is, because, like I said, I've barely been even talking about this, because... Like, I think when I first read the initial retraction, I was like, that's really a shame because I know people are going to try to discredit the entire story. And oh, then, yeah, they're going to be the like, entire yeah, Jackie's concept. a liar, and therefore UVA doesn't have a rape problem. Exactly. Right. And not, not just UVA, college doesn't. College, because, yeah, you know, also the, rape doesn't exist. Exactly. The same way that, you know, once the president was like, uh, you know, we need to roll out some campus initiatives to discuss that the standard for rape not just be, well, she didn't, you know, she didn't say no, it should be an affirmation like yes like you should get a yes someone should be conscious and people pushed back on that which was like so now you're telling women that don't even think they got raped that they did and it was like well i mean if it's not retroactive stupid yeah how many of y'all aren't getting consent is what i want to know like how many of y'all just like a lot of people yeah apparently it's a ton of you like creepy motherfuckers that are like i won I was able to get my dick wet. That's the end of the whole discussion. Like, I don't care if it was rape or not. I, I win the prize. And so, it, you know, like, once you see, like, half the country, or probably more, is on that side of the fence, you already know they couldn't wait to take down this Rolling Stone thing. And just that one chink in the armor was enough for them to be like, mm-hmm, it's all bullshit. It's all a lie. Uh, none of this shit exists. Um... And it didn't help that their original retraction basically said, uh, we should, we shouldn't have placed our faith in her. Yeah, it threw her under the bus completely. Yeah. And then my other thing is, you know, part of the issue was some people were talking about how they should have asked the people she accused whether or not they did it. Okay. First right. of all, she didn't name anybody. Right. So, you know, this whole innocent till proven guilty question. Um, or even the defamation question, you know, in order to have a mm-hmm. defamation lawsuit, you really need a plaintiff. Right. And if I were to talk about um, somebody, if I said, you know, I went to FISI when I was a freshman at the um, university or when I, you know, let's say when I went to University of Texas, when I was a sophomore at the University of Texas, I went to a Kappa Alpha frat party and seven men raped me there. So then if somebody files a defamation lawsuit against me based on that, they say, you know, she was talking about me. Mm-hmm. I didn't name anybody. Did you not just defame yourself? Right. And also truth is an absolute defense. To defamation. So if you're saying, yeah, I was one of those guys who raped her at that party. Yeah, we don't have a defamation lawsuit now. Now we have a rape case because you've just admitted it. Yeah. The other thing, too, is like if something that traumatic happens to somebody, I can see how they wouldn't remember certain details. Well, that is actually 100 percent the way that sexual assault trauma survivors are and 100 percent the way that sexual assault trauma counselors are trained. Right. So um, that is 100 percent the way that these things are. And I'll tell you the other thing, in courts of law frequently, when, and in police stations, when um, rape victims have a story that people think hangs together too well or that mm-hmm. they tell without emotion, they say that can't possibly have happened because look how well she remembers it. You don't remember trauma that well. That can't mm-hmm. be right. Yeah, it's kind of weird, too, because, like, Rolling Stone, like, kind of went into detail, like, and then this person doesn't believe her anymore, and this person was, like, not sure, and this person, it's like, now what kind of are y'all like undoing the story like what are y'all like did you have a story or not the story from jackie's perspective 
Right. They said this is Jackie's perspective of what happened at UVA. Mm-hmm. They didn't say this is what happens at UVA. They said this is what Jackie thinks happened at UVA. And then you know what happened? Then they got a ton of letters and a ton of responses from a bunch of people who went to UVA that said, right. no, that shit happens at UVA and it happened to me. Right. Right. And, and then now did they retract that shit. No. And the thing about it, too, is that uh, UVA has been on investigation before about not handling rape cases properly and and not um, going after people and campus police and shit like that. So this is not like it's something new. And they said that they had tons of women come out afterwards to say, yes, this has happened to me. I'm also a victim and shit like that. And it's one of those things where it just... I don't, it just fucking frustrates you whenever, um, these issues come up because it's one of those things where they said that now people are even taking this, uh, article from the Rolling Stones and basically saying, hey, we can use this as ammunition to say when other bitches come out that they're lying too. Well, you know what's funny? She originally didn't want to even be in this story. Like, it no. was, like, it wasn't like she was like, cause I want to go get these guys. Right. So they're trying to turn it in, and it's the same thing where, um, where it's like, well, if you don't want to get the guys and make them go to jail, then shut the fuck up about it in the first place. You can't even tell this story unless yeah, you, you can't want to tell the- your story if you don't want to go to the cops and get right. a useless rape kit that they'll never test and they'll never use the DNA. Right, and they'll right. make you tell your story 45 times. And each time, if it varies a little teeny bit, then they will say that you were lying. And each time, if it doesn't vary every right. teeny little bit in the 45 times, they'll say that you made it all up to begin with because nobody could remember it that well. Yeah, you have There's to go. There's no winning. It, it just makes it so like it first of all the onus is we don't believe you then it's like well we'll only believe you if you go convict these guys of a crime like just Cause that's easy yeah because like it, you, there's no fucking other way to get it done so it, it's it's just raising the bar so that nothing's ever good enough um do you know what the original um the, the part of the reason that this happens in my opinion is because rape used to be a property crime in this country right. And it wasn't a property crime against a woman. It's a property crime against whoever owned her. Right. So it's a crime against her father or against her husband. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't rape your wife because you already own her. Yeah. So I, you can't commit a property crime against yourself. They got that in North Carolina. I know. Right. I checked. You know. Yeah. <laughs> gotta make sure when I get these. <laughs> Just in I, case. <laughs> when I get carrying this tea tonight, you know. Yeah. Gotta gotta make sure when I be rubbing on your ass. Hey, yeah. you my property too. I know. <laughs> That goes both ways. So this, I say all this to get to this point. Cause like I said, I really wasn't even going to talk about this story. Cause I, I don't know everything that happened and I don't know why the fuck, um, people think this undoes rape as an <laughs> right. We, like right. there's not a woman at Columbia dragging her mattress around as performance art. Cause that's all she can do. Right. In the wake of her rape. Right. Correct. So this guy, Charles C. Johnson at Chuck C. Johnson on Twitter, um, basically, uh, uh, post the alleged name of the rape victim from Rolling Stone story, and he he did so by being like, on you know, I'm gonna tell you on Twitter, and it's like a threat, like I'm giving Jackie until later tonight to tell the truth, and then I'm gonna start revealing everything about her past. Right, repent or else. Yeah. Um. So it says if jo- if Johnson sounds knowledgeable about fabrications, that may be because they seem to follow him around. There's a link to some other shit that he must have done um the cubans prostituting i'm not reading all this shit all right but um it says johnson was first heard from when he participated in the daily caller story about senator robert mendez i mean menendez 
democrat new jersey and dominican prostitutes that was later revealed to be a hoax he was then accused by a state of mississippi of paying witnesses to concoct stories of vote buying in the mississippi gop primary race he then falsely claimed that slain teenager michael brown had a juvenile arrest record followed by a post of brown's instagram photos which he claimed proved brown's violent streak he was suspended from Twitter twice for publishing addresses of two Dallas nurses who contracted Ebola and then falsely accused nurse Casey Hickox of hiding, hiding a purposely nefarious connection to the CDC. Well, if you're not going to take somebody serious, don't take this fucker seriously. Yeah, but it just but to me, I think he highlights the attitude for a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of people, which is like if you're not willing to like go the extra length and get these guys convicted then you're lying and once since i've decided that you are lying which honestly there's no way to tell in my opinion uh i've decided that you are lying now i'm gonna i can post your name i can post your address it, and it rings very much of go get this person in my opinion right like, and this go is get how her. this is honestly why i really think that all of these hacker assholes who fancy them fancy themselves total revolutionaries and like damn the man and whatnot all you're doing is upholding the status quo by doing this what you're doing is setting out a rape victim's name and you want to talk about traditions in the law setting out rape victims names you never do that ever right yeah. Those names are con- constantly quiet. So what these motherfuckers are really doing is like, okay, cool. So if I were in a court of law, if she had gone ahead and tried to convict these people, her name would be protected under court order mm-hmm. and under all, and I would be um, facing contempt charges, et cetera, for releasing her name or um, other kind of defamation problems. But, you know, since there's no kind of court who's um, in charge of all of this shit, I have absolutely no reason to um, avoid making her look like this bitch who lies constantly. And all that does is uphold the the dominant narrative. That's not revolutionary in the slightest. Revolutionary would be hacking into UVA and printing out every time they've ever had one of these on-campus shady-ass rape hearings and seeing what they said and how they got people to shut up. Mm -hmm. And it would be seeing how many untested rape kits there are, seeing how many um, emails from the frat going back and forth were like, hey, this bullshit happened on campus. How do we cover this up? That would be revolutionary, but that's not what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, Let's talk about these games. All right. We play a little game that, I mean, I guess we're already kind of fucked with. We're all upset. Ah! But uh, let's play a game where we fuck with each other some more. We're fucking with black people. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for fucking with black people. Yes. The game that we all hate to hate to play, really. Uh-huh. I don't know why we play this game. But it's Jesus. the only way we can cope. Um today's con well, today's contestant is everybody. It's it's a, it's always everybody. God, and it's always a hundred. Uh Olivia, pick a number one through uh probably like twenty. Eight again. Number eight. Oh man, this guy. Uh, apparently, the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office is having some issues in Ohio. Um, they've been uh, they've been texting watermelon. <laughs> the Montgomery <laughs> Sheriff's the County Sheriff's Department revealed this week that five deputies were under investigation for allegedly sending racist text messages while on duty. Oh, they couldn't do it on, they couldn't even do it on their own time? Couldn't even, watch that. couldn't even clock out. <laughs> I mean, that's when you know you're racist. You're paid to be racist. Can't even be racist on your break. 
They're going to fuck somebody up, get sued, and that person's lawyer is going to ask for all of their text messages in discovery, and they're going to be very mad, and they're going to get them. Mm-hmm. As government employees, and then, you know, expected to go police these blacks. Um, let me see if I can play the news article. From an ABC 22 investigation we first told you about yesterday. Tonight, the Montgomery County Sheriff is speaking out about a series of racially charged text messages allegedly sent by several of his deputies, deputies who are now on leave. Natasha Williams broke this story, and she has the very latest. Natasha? In all, Jack, five officers are being investigated, and the sheriff tells us two of them are on paid administrative leave. They are Captain Thomas Flanders and Detective Michael Sullenberger. Now, Captain Flanders oversees the Montgomery County Jail, and Detective Sullenberger is with the Internal Affairs Unit and a member of the SWAT team. The sheriff says those two were the worst offenders in the text exchanges. The texts are graphic and disturbing. One, a racially insensitive joke. Sheriff Plummer confirms the texts you're about to see were exchanged by Captain Tom Flanders and Detective Michael Sullenberger. It reads, what do apples and black people have in common? They both hang from trees. The text date back to 2000. <laughs> that's all. That's in that wow. joke. That's in that joke book for those kids too. That's, right. The kids normally skip over that one. Yeah, that's the joke book I'm gonna give those parents. 11 and 2012, and some as recently as 2013. But I thought racism was over in 2013. Yeah, it's over now. Yeah, Obama got elected, right? So okay. Uh, Michael Sullenberger. It reads, "What do apples and black people have in common? They both hang from trees." The texts date back to 2011 and 2012, and some as recently as 2013. ABC 22 obtained hundreds of pages of the messages from a concerned resident on Friday. Most of the messages depict words meant to specifically demean African Americans. One reads, very simply put, they're inward, son. And another one reads, we stopped at a Walmart in Birmingham. There are a lot of black people in Alabama. It's all Martin Luther King's fault. Again, Montgomery County Sheriff ah! confirms those texts were exchanged by Flanders and Sollenberger. He has placed those two officers on paid leave while three more are being investigated for their roles in the texting. We, we've been working well with the community for years. I've been the sheriff for six years. I've done, you know, all I can do to build relations in this community. And I'm very upset about this because I feel like these five individuals have taken this organization three steps backwards. We still hope that this is not a culture that exists within inside of the department. We spoke with NAACP President Derek Forward, and he told us he met with Montgomery County Sheriff Phil. What does this do with the cowboy hat doing at the NCAA? I have. Sorry, did meeting? Derek Forward just say they took the department three steps back? No, no, no. Back? That was the white dude. The oh, white, okay. <laughs> the white dude said the <laughs> department was was three steps. You back. know, trying to get rid of that kind of shit, and then the black dude said the other part. But uh, I'm just like the. The, the video is just there's a dude with a cowboy hat, hat on the end at the, yes. NAA, at the NAACP conference call and I don't know what he's doing there is all I'm saying Plummer on Sunday to make him aware of the complaint that had been filed like is that cowboy Troy like what the fuck is going on with that have, dude's hat it's a it big is, ass hat dude it is bothering the shit out of me you can't help I feel it. like he's about to just be like well they're coming to your city with <laughs> uh. his office Forward says he remains hopeful that a thorough investigation will be carried out. Over the years, we have had a great relationship with the Sheriff's Department, so I don't look for that to change. I believe that uh, Sheriff Plummer wants to do the right thing. He will continue to do the right thing, that we will take him at his word, that he's going to take swift action. 
Now, the sheriff says if the allegations are true, the men will be terminated. He expects there will be a decision in a couple of weeks. Now, we reached out to both officers. We could not reach Captain Flanders, and we were told no comment by Detective Sullenberger. Now, we broke this story last night, and we'll continue to follow it on ABC 22 online and ABC22.com. All right, Karen. Uh, what would you give this story? Oh, this story get a hundred, but it's hilarious how ML is MLK fought all the black people down there. That was funny to me. Right. You know, he, he made them go back down to Alabama after slavery. Right. Uh, oh, that's some good racism. Wow. What about you, Liv? I mean, that's a hundred. That's the kind of shit that you, um, yeah, when somebody's suing the police department hoping to prove that it's rotten to the core so that you get actual money and not just a judgment against police officers, that's the kind of thing they look for. And I got to give it a hundred as well. Um, yeah, we got all these text messages that we had to print out, but we, we, we gonna see, you know, if these allegations is true, fuck, don't Verizon tell you? Right. What the fuck yes, is happening here? That shit. Yeah, what exactly is the investigation part of the investigation? Right, you see goddamn the text text. Messages? It's like, just read them. There you go. It's very time, right? date, stamp, they'll let you know. Alright. See how long, see how long you have to wait. Right. It's Before like, it blows over. That's the investigation. That's the investigation. It's right. like, y'all still mad? Mm. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I think everybody's still mad, guys. Yeah. Investigation's still going. Oh, darn. <laughs> next, next, uh, we'll be back in the next couple months to see if y'all still That's mad. That's going to take another 60 days. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's play our other game. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. Mm-hmm. The number one game show going on across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we let our guest today, Olivia Fem underscore Esquire, guess the race. And the chat room plays along. And they're racist. All right. Let's go with this one first. Uh, Portland man is accused of attempted murder in double stabbing. Shit. A double stabbing. That is twice the amount of work that you need to do. Portland, Maine or Portland, Oregon? Um, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. A 25-year-old man who police say forced his way into a Portland, Oregon apartment of his ex-girlfriend's parents last weekend stabbed them. Uh, Wow, he stabbed his damn his ex-girlfriend's parents nobody say uh and he stabbed him and now he's been arrested and charged with attempted murder christopher lanfier brown l-a-n-p-h-a wait l-a-n-p-h-e-a-r-e dash brown so he has like two last names uh christopher lanfier brown is accused of spraying bear mace at thomas nelson 33 and slicing at him with a knife as Nelson stepped outside a back door of his apartment on North High Avenue just before midnight. Damn. Bear Mace? This dude can't prepare for war, man. Police say Landfair Brown pushed his way into the apartment where Nicole Weber, 33, was awakened by the mace and Nelson yelling for someone to call 911. Weber told police Landfair Brown swung a knife at her and described the attack as being extremely fast, deliberate, and violent. Lanfair Brown's ex-girlfriend, Savannah Weber, was in her parents' apartment and recognized Lanfair Brown's voice as he kept yelling for her to leave with him. Well, this is a bad way to do that. Right. I got a knife and bear mace. Come on, girl. <laughs> it's never going to get any better than this. Ever. 
will you marry me uh the two had been in a bad breakup and savannah weber had been concerned about her ex-boyfriend stalking her (laughs) well those concerns have been well placed and confirmed uh nelson suffered four stab wounds to his upper back and shoulder area nicole weber sustained a severe cut to the left side of her head oh when police found her they noticed a large flap of her scalp hanging down her head shit doctor said she suffered a skull fracture she also sustained two deep cuts to her left forearm that severed nerve and muscle the cuts to her left hand and right shoulder also yeah that's crazy like i'm gonna cut your parents up but come with me girl let me take you away on a magical fantasy of love Mm, you ain't chopping me up too police monitored social media messages between savannah Weber and her ex-boyfriend after the stabbing and those landfair brown told his ex-girlfriend that he dulled the blades of his knife so he wouldn't kill anyone oh he's a thoughtful lover you can tell from his tweets and asked her to retrieve evidence that he left behind in the apartment oh fuck oh facebook can you get my um can you get my fingerprints off that glass he sent it through messenger what the fuck is wrong with him landfair brown was arrested wednesday night and was arraigned in multanoma county circuit court on thursday afternoon he pleaded not guilty to an eight count indictment that charges him with two counts of attempted murder, two counts of first-degree burglary, two counts of unlawful use of a weapon, and one count each of first-degree assault and second-degree assault. He's being held on more than $1 million bail. His next court is January, his next court day is January 16th. Olivia guessed the race of Christopher Lenfair Brown. You got a lot of charges. He dulled the blades of his knives mm-hmm. that used to be sharp enough to cut through cheese white. <laughs> All right, let's take the chat room. Uh, let's see. White true love is real white oh one who prays to odin and possible white man powers this sounds like some marlboro mountain man ish white oh blacker than the bruises diddy left on drake oh. Oh, x and ouch. his x and the parents light-skinned ninja with drake playing in his ipod black got a joke book for christmas as a kid kept telling his parents the what do apples and black people have in common joke <laughs> creepy cracker white on white crime just kidding that's not real but white ha one who blames mlk for racism but misquotes him all the time anyway white it was gourmet cheese knife white one who gets due process the correct answer is he was actually black i know some of you guys did guess black i don't know how me either i don't know how either Uh, what'd you say, Liv? The girlfriend's white, though. All her family's white. Yeah, Savannah Weber. Um, Savannah oh. Weber and her dad who screamed, call 911. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're white. Man, he got stabby on everybody, man. Yes, he did. And then was I like, don't think, I don't know if he's black, honestly. But, you was, know, it's Karen's choice. Yeah, uh, he black enough. If he, <laughs> if the, he's native to me, and he's from Oregon. The police pull his ass over. Listen. They call hey, him, native in Oregon. That's what they do. They gonna call him the N word and not native. <laughs> native <laughs> and not, not native. They're not gonna say native at all. Like get your native ass out the car. That's not, that's not even. That don't even roll off a cop's tongue, right? Um, let's that's go. They're calling him a quarterback in a second yeah. for a certain team. They gonna be calling him. Uh, that's what they are gonna do to Colin Kaepernick. He keep throwing them interceptions, man. Right. Like I remember last year this time when I was like, man, Colin Kaepernick 
it's so great to see a black quarterback succeeding and then like oh he ain't black my entire timeline was like he is not black right he is multiracial and he is you know you need to stop looking at everything as race man i say that shit now they're like he black he's he's bad enough y'all can have him i'm not saying he's white (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what that dude is either but you know he we just go by the stereotypes here um alicia gold let's talk about her a woman tried to electrocute her boyfriend by throwing a plugged-in radio alarm clock into the upstate new york motel bathtub he was soaking in oh wake up bitch classic alicia gold 28 allegedly dropped the electric electrical gadget into the water at the super eight motel in the rochester suburb of webster after an argument luckily the man was saved from serious harm after the room's ground fault interrupter went off it prevented electrical current from making its way through the water according to the democrat and chronicle cops were called at 4 32 a.m november 28th and gold was arrested with a second degree attempted murder god damn yeah i just that dude first off that dude's lucky as shit right did did that hotel wouldn't cheap and and pay the extra fee to uh for the for that safety feature second of all women are so much better at murder oh my god they the best man jesus yeah because i would have never even thought of that women don't have strength like a lot of people federalize because women don't have the same strength as a man she's not gonna go at you bluntly she's gonna have to be creative and go and think ulterior motives look all i'm saying is you watched enough snap you realize how fucking creative women are compared you to got us to be man it's not even close like it's they, like they like men do deranged crazy like he tried to eat that woman or some crazy shit like that mm-hmm. but like women do shit to get away like yeah he just slipped in the fucking shower and the, the alarm clock fell in there with him i don't know what happened ah he always was fucking around with that alarm clock and it's like i guess she must have not have done it. it's like your fingerprints are on the alarm clock yeah well you know sometimes i said it i don't know it's sad to see him do that to himself it's sad to see him go anyway i got a hot date i uh, can't stick around so you guys uh you guys good here police all right bye the officers arrived at the scene through their investigation found a male and a female that were in a domestic disturbance it appears a female had attempted to murder her male can- counterpart uh gold is being held in monroe county jail on twenty thousand dollar cash bail she is scheduled to return to court december the 5th guess the race of alicia gold roseanne barr in she devil white mm. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe good one. the race to be. Um, uh, the lady from Misery White, 20K Cash White, one of Liv's relatives white. Probably, yeah, she just learned how to, they did say she just learned how to do the WAP. No, I don't know if that. Uh, the wobble, the wobble. I don't know how to WAP yet. Oh, okay. My bad. The wobble. I'm working on it. The WAP easier than the wobble. I'll tell you right now. Probably close enough that the suds got to the on her hair, so you know she wasn't black. <laughs> Been watching too much thin line between love and hate. Get in the tub, black. Oh, the white woman reads traffic, weather, and shock on the fives. My <laughs> my racism is in doubt, but cheap wine at Walgreens white. Oh, one who will defend Jay Cutler when he throws picks, but thinks that Cap is a thug. 
couldn't uh, couldn't cook hot grits in a hotel room black. Oh, <laughs> uh, why do we have a monopoly on grits? But it's true. America's uh, America's most coveted and prized natural mineral white women, white woman. <laughs> Alarm clock. Black couple wouldn't have a job to wake up for. White. Blacker than a deadbeat daddy going out for cigarettes. Jesus. Oh, ouch. That was the chocolate of his insanity. The correct answer is white. <laughs> and uh, some people did miss it somehow. I don't know how mm-hmm. you guys. They missed it. Pick is hilarious. Yeah, I can't get the pick to pop up on its own, but if you guys click the link that's above, um, you know, where we're talking, mm-hmm. you can see her picture and it's so good. You guys should all click on it. She, <laughs> she looks so sad. She looks so sorry. Like I didn't know I couldn't kill that motherfucker. I'm, I wow. Wish, I wish I would have succeeded. You really can't kill somebody with a alarm clock. It's a, Wow. Google, well, Google lied to her face. That's what that looked like. Google, you lied. Yeah. Well, I Somebody guess. Somebody did something to her face, damn. Yep. Right. Sounds like she got a wake up call. <laughs> she looks kind of shocked. She knows what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. We all, we all earned that. We all earned that one. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to the bonus round. Where's my bonus round music? <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round against the race, where it's double the points, double the racism. So far, Liv is one for one. Can she end on a high note? Let's see. Uh, you getting nervous, Liv? Yeah, I'm super nervous. All right. Here we go. Let's see. How about... Did we do the one where the guy uh, got in a conversation over a phone in the movie theater, Karen? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember if we did. Jefferson County Sheriff's Office says a Louisville man who was texting and talking on the phone inside of a movie theater had to be tased during a conversation with a deputy. According to an arrest report, 50, 49-year-old Timothy Wagner was at the Rave Cinemas near the interchange between Preston Highway and who cares the fuck where it's at. Ah! Uh, authorities say the people in the theater have been complain have been complaining that Wagner was texting and talking on his phone during the movie. Shit. And had already been confronted about it by the manager. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what Why a, did he even go to the movies? What a dick. <laughs> who does this? Oh, when a, uh, I, like, I'll tweet during a movie and I would never, like, and I turn my screen all the way down. I could never, like, talk on the phone and shit. Oh, yeah, man. Nah, man, these motherfuckers in here tripping, dog. It's, nah, that's just the audience. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Nah, I ain't telling you to be quiet. Nah, man, it's not good, man. Don't even come see this shit. Even I got the phone with you. I, I look like, no, nah, nah, you ain't disturbing that. Keep talking. Right. When a Jefferson County Sheriff's Office deputy arrived, the manager told Wagner that he had to leave. But he became argumentative with both the manager and the deputy, according to the arrest report, telling him he was not leaving and trying to shove his way past the deputy to get back into the theater. Oh, what moment he went watching? He's like, I am missing key plot developments to Interstellar. 
and you guys aren't helping right now you're wasting my time i want to miss them by being on the phone that what if he snuck in the movie okay what if it was romantic what if his girlfriend is blind he sneaks in the movies and calls her and describes the movies to her as the movie is happening and it's actually a love story Oh, Sounds legit. Mm-hmm. I could. I think I just MTV holler at your boy, man. We can make, we can get this money out here. We can uh, get uh, who can we get to star in this? Um, Chloe, I want to get Chloe Grace Moretz. It's it's got to be some young people. Okay, adults won't believe this. True. We're gonna we got to do some changes. Timothy Wagner ass gonna have to be about fifteen. Okay, <laughs> forty nine is too old for this bullshit. It's adorable at fifteen though. The death, and she's got cancer. Okay. So she's dying. Obviously. And, you know, <laughs> and she's a white woman. So that just makes it more adorable. Um, oh. the deputy then pushed him back and told him to stop or he would be arrested. Wagner allegedly shoved the deputy back and authorities say the deputy tased him twice with only minimal effect. That deputy then forced him to the ground. Two according to times. Mm-hmm. Wagner later admitted that he had a couple of drinks and was. <laughs> And was working through some personal issues. Uh, he was arrested and charged with criminal trespass and resisting arrest and third degree assault. Guess the race of Timothy Wagner. My daddy donated a wing of this movie theater white. <laughs> right. This is the Wagner theaters. Uh, <laughs> let's check the chat room. Open and shut case. Johnson, nobody black would have been able to Cuban be a manager and police and survive. Nope. White. Uh, if he had one of them ah. Obama phones, he would have been shot immediately. <laughs> That's quite a niggardly crime, but the cops didn't empty their clips into him, so I'm going with Pinto. One who went to the black theater to give us a taste of our own medicine. <laughs> y'all always loud, I'm gonna show y'all. That's Chuck's fit. Bermuda shorts, day drinking soft bone white. <laughs> softball that's new is that a thing i don't know I mean, is that like some is like is that like white people's version of red bone i don't know what that means I don't know. That's uh new. no okay. it's not <laughs> that's a new one to me softball a lot of, that's that'd be like a good thing to call white people without them knowing softballs what a lot <laughs> a lot to tell the tale white talked on the phone instead of to the screen white i've <laughs> <laughs> That's it for L. I pay your salary, White. Top Marky Mark, how to get the perfect spiral on the rocks. They threw it, minorities. <laughs> Felt solidarity with the lead cast of Exodus. <laughs> oh, y'all are so good. Shove the deputy and live cheesy movie, White. White, like, not getting shot by the cops. He, he Columbus that movie theater and talked back to cops post-Ferguson, White. Um, the correct answer is white. <laughs> did, did <laughs> That's any, a good mugshot too. <laughs> did anyone guess black? <laughs> I don't think nobody. I don't think anybody guessed black on that one, man. Um, so, all right, we will. Um, that pig, though. Oh my. I know, I know. That was that dude was a struggle. Like he looked like he didn't sober up. He and that um, last girl could be related. Yeah, right. like sad face people in a family. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Uh, let's do. Of course, our last segment before we wrap this bad boy up. We've gone quite a time, but we've enjoyed it. We have. Mm-hmm. But it's sore ratchet this time. It's time to get serious. 
And he's dead. They always die. To the death, Karen. To the death. Right. To the death. That's what they do. To the, their That's lovers. why we don't own swords. What you didn't know is that's a man stabbing his own dad. Sword-wielded man is charged ah! with assault. Brandon Ailing was wearing a two-foot-long sword in a sheath on his hip when the Snohomish County Sheriff's deputies caught up with Snowmish. him. Oh, Snohomish? Is that? Yeah. Mm, you white people in your English. East, uh, you remember West Coast. I'm West Coast. Oh, Snipe. This is the, uh, is this the, uh, Seattle. Silent H in, uh, Snohomish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My, my uncle used to live in Snohomish County. <laughs> oh, I kind of like Snow. I like saying Snohomish because if it reminds me when people say no homo but it's like snow homish <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe, like i'm not amish snow right. amish snow amish man come on dog <laughs> <laughs> hey man i'm about to go and raise a barn snow amish <laughs> I'm, I'm just keeping it real right yeah, work- i hate buttons snow amish <laughs> yeah. i might work a 12-hour work day today oh uh, snow amish snow amish uh he is accused of using that sword to attack three people Including, oh, including his 65 year old grandmother. Oh, his grandma got some. She made it to retirement age and you fucking her up. Right. Really? Aileen's roommate suffered serious gashes that required surgery. The three victims told police the attack was unprovoked. Prosecutors say Aileen with, uh, ha- has been charged with three assaults for the November 5th incident. He's been held on $750,000 bail. Aileen, 24, lives in Linwood area duplex. Shout out to Nick Jew. His grandmother lives next door. She told detectives, detectives, she stopped by earlier that night for a short visit. Aileen's roommate was asleep on the couch. She later heard screaming. She found Aileen's roommate, 40, at her door. He was bleeding and crying for help. He asked her to call an ambulance. The woman first confronted her grandson, asking if he had cut someone. Let's see. Oh, the grandbaby. Just call the 911, ma'am. Oh, poor grandbaby. Did you cut somebody, Brandon? No, grandma, no. What I tell you about playing with them swords in the house? There's a man bleeding to death on my front step. I can't believe. This is embarrassing. Right. What is Gloria going to say at church this week? Accusing Mm. the poor kid. Um, so she said, uh, after, after she confirmed that he had did that shit. Uh, she, uh, she called, she, he asked her to call an ambulance. Wait. Oh, yeah. She asked if he cut someone. She, uh, said he raised his sword and struck her in the arm. Oh, then, for asking? Yeah. Then she called 911. See? Oh, you ain't got to cut, you ain't got to cut me mm-hmm. to believe. I see somebody else down. I'm, I, you ain't got to worry about me hanging around. Aileen reportedly shouted after her, You wouldn't call the cops on your own grandson, would you, grandma? Depends. Are you cutting me with a sword? Right. Fuck. Oh, yeah. What happened to not snitching, Grandma? <laughs> oh, you just gonna call the fuzz? Wow. It's a test. Ain't this some shit, man? I knew you were full of shit, Grandma. I knew I it. I thought you were ride or die. Damn. You said that I was your favorite grandbaby, and you this said, how you do me? You said you was down for the calls, for the click. One cut, a little, a little bit of blood, and there you go. If I lose their mind, around the same, <laughs> right? Yo, bitch ass, Grandma. <laughs> Around, I guess I ain't getting none for Christmas then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Neither are you. Except it's cut. <laughs> right. Around you get jail time. You know what I want for Christmas with some more swords. I guess this is crazy you know, now. Christmas is bail money. Around the same time, police were called <laughs> to a, near, a nearby business. A bloody man reported being attacked by Aylin. He called, he told police he had been doing drugs with Aylin earlier that night. Oh. Mm. The this plot checks out. The plot thickens. 
the sore that's wilderness. The that's the blood. Right. That's the, it's like, look, we get a little bit of meth and we played swords and he won by a lot. It did not go great. <laughs> I was, I should have done meth instead of weed. The sword wielding man freaked out and started yelling at him and the roommate to leave. The man explained to the detectives that he was grabbing his coat to go when Aileen blocked the exit and started chasing him with a sword. What do you want me to do? Leave or stay? Does nobody believe that he'll do this? Why does he keep getting like the leverage to like get yeah. maneuvered so he can run at people? Get out. Okay. Uh, let me grab my coat. That's where you fucked up. <laughs> Psych- That's where you fucked up. Now it's too late. And now you can't leave. The man was slashed on the hand. He ran out of the duplex and Aileen reportedly hit him a few times in the back. The man hid in some bushes until Aileen returned inside. He needed nine stitches to close a wound on his hand. Aileen told police he hit his roommate while he was swinging at the other man. <laughs> he was just collateral damage with a sword. Everybody get some. Aileen reportedly admitted he took a bunch of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you on anything? Um, I, I mean, a bunch. Let's a bunch be, of drugs. A I lot think it's of a technical stuff. term. Right. Let's, let's just be honest, officers. I don't know what's in my system. <laughs> I don't know what I took. Okay. What's in an eight ball? Right. There's some uppers in there. Some down. If you test me, I don't. The cure for Magic Johnson is might a be in sixteen there. ball, two eight balls. Right. That's what the dealer said, but I don't know. If you test me, you might find Ebola. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> he also it's for, told it's a, I'm immune now. He also told immune all, to Ebola. Yeah. He also told officers he is bipolar and was suicidal. Oh, but you don't have to worry about that anymore. Well, that would have really cut to the chase. That would have made the story a lot shorter. Yeah, yeah. Then you like com- uh, combining <laughs> drugs with the with the other issues. I'm not suicidal. I just take other people's lives. The sword. I'm bipolar, so I take uppers and downers. I know his friends was confused as shit. You right. supposed to be suicidal, not homicidal. <laughs> not the same. Come on, man. No, no homicide. Like the bitch. It's no homicide. <laughs> The sword was a <laughs> the sword was an eighteen inch blade. There was blood on the wall above the couch where Aileen. But was roommate. it on the dance floor? Right, there was blood on the dance floor. Uh, they were dancing on the ceiling. That was weird. Um, if you that high, yes, they was dancing on the ceiling. Police recovered multiple knives, swords, and daggers. Shit, what is that's where all the drug money's going? Yeah, fools thought they was Legends of Zelda, Ninja Clan. Um, in 2010, when he was 20, he was accused of threatening his mother's boyfriend with a sword and poking the man in the chest with the weapon. But that Incredible. case, that case, of course, was later dismissed because it was just a sword and no one takes it seriously. And then years later, he ends up trying to kill grandma because no one took guilty. it. Right. Cause you got it. Cause journalistic integrity gets you kicked out the writer's room. Did you ask the stepfather if he got stabbed? Probably not. He's, he's a chief petty officer, so they don't want to. <laughs> All right. They didn't want to get in on his bad side. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, uh, Olivia, this has been lovely and fun. And yeah. Oh, thank you guys so much. I've loved hanging out with you tonight. Yes, thank you. We'll have to have you back. Spent your birthday with it. us. Thank you. Happy sweetie. birthday. Thank you so much. Here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, it is officially no longer your birthday. It's it's midnight. So I reject your reality <laughs> and substitute my own. Uh, <laughs> make sure y'all follow her. Fem underscore Esquire. That's F E M M E underscore Esquire. Uh, e S Q. 
yes, ESQ. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check out lesbianweddingstyleguide.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have hot chicks. Enjoy it. They are, man. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ladies on Beautiful. there kissing. They're dressed up. Some of them are kissing. Some are just naked Rihanna. Mm-hmm. There was Rihanna in that Dorothy Dandridge dress. Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff going on over there. You want to be a part is. of it. And uh, also, you know, submit your own pictures if you, um, you know, if you're, uh, you know, getting married or whatnot, having a wedding, and you want to uh, send us some pictures, man. You, you do take submissions, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And you can um, email me fem f e m m e dot esquire. That one's the whole word e s q u i r e at gmail dot com. And she okay. said that she spelled it right off that pink wine, so she's. Good. I try. Um, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Justin will be here. I don't think we'll be reviewing any shows, but no. Justin will be here, so it's gonna be ridiculous um i'll I'll definitely earn my money tomorrow um (laughs) so make sure you guys check us out tomorrow at 5 30 uh tweaked audio was the sponsor uh until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby